0: Good evening and welcome to the hard luck show. We are direct from the Mayfair Hotel in downtown Los Angeles it is a beautiful late afternoon evening I want to welcome you listeners to the greatest show on earth as usual on my right my partner
1: is Chumahan Bowen American Indian Southern Californian elegant barbarian yes like
2: know.
1: is that it Oh yeah, that's definitely it come I can't hear it because I'm trying to figure out dries the blood falls from the red sky my lady singing that war cry we'll break them up like man Looking in the eyes they pan
3: again draped up in a bear hide we Indians yeah yeah check yeah. my this battlefield is my canvas Man. And I might not take platinum But that hand drum is my anthem We go back. On the 808s You know yeah. because when
1: you feel the best No deal with the devil No soul Oh no it, You don't like uh, the,
0: the other one, huh? What about this one? Here we go What
1: about that one? Look at his face
0: I, bra- I, I, I like braided up with my, with my paint grind happened like to that
2: oh, yeah. how interested you are in Indians and are you interested in uh, quotes the red revolution and and the red the revolution red yeah well, that kind of thing
0: okay
1: is that it
0: what are American no people doing it's a slightly Indians? different That's one but just check this one out
1: Indian shit Indian rap reservation rap so much
0: money out there at first they took the land and then they made movies about them taking the land you know it's uh, it's a bit mean, you know, but we always used to stick up the Indians in Britain on movies. You know? What's happening with India? I mean,
2: what are they doing for them? Mm. Nothing. Mm. They
0: ain't never represent us. The U.S. Yeah. been the opposition. They always been against
2: us. Genocide, assimilation. They murder
0: yeah.
1: us and kill
2: like
0: This
1: is the one you like. This is the one you like. Savage. 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 We're is that it? Yeah. Savage. Look out. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. savage, savage. War, pain to the sunrise, yeah right there. Yeah, that's it. That's, cry, that's pray, your jam. I, like, I don't know about all that other I stuff
0: you're pedic- putting you me, on. I told you this was your I theme. Well, they're going to ride in and, and say. They're gonna ride in and say, All right, All right. The
1: set. Set. All All
0: right. So this guy found my Indian so rap. Savage revolutionary I like it, bro. Yeah, yeah. Our, our sound man, Sean, old blue eyes, is not with us today. Yeah, where well, is he, Chumahan?
1: He's up in the. Where's your
0: life, your long lifehood
1: friend at? That fucker is up in the Bay Area because his fucking wife went back to India again.
0: For like a month another month stuck him with the kid for a month
1: right he's out here mm-hmm. meeting Bobby the hundreds mm-hmm. he's out here getting paid 200 bucks an hour to help set up podcasts for other people yeah and his wife is just piecing out second time right yeah. within the last four months to India for 30 days leaving him with the kid it's crazy. and he's working so he had to go to the bay Area to stay with I think her parents yeah his so, that, so that Come they on. could watch the kids, so he could try to do some work.
0: Man, boy, that's crazy to me. Think about that. I, I do think about that. It.
1: What do you? Does man. that keep It keeps me up at night. It really bothers me too. It bothers me too, and, and I want to talk to him like strongly. Like there's a yeah, part I of me that wants do, to put him aside. Pull up your pants, man. Dude, and and then but then there's a part of me that doesn't want to start no shit. <laughs> What do you do, dude? Because the I, shit got stuck the shit's
0: already started, partner.
1: But do okay? you? Did, let me ask you a question. Do you? Are you gonna pull him aside, or are you like, with that's his business? I I, I can't talk to I, him. We got to do it together. We need to really lean you into saw this what guy, I,
0: toughen this kid up, man. Wasted wasted aprons on that
1: dude. But the thing is, is like you saw when he gets heated, bro. He's a scary guy. Yeah. He's like a serial killer. Because he's real nice. Oh, he needs and, to get and,
0: pushed a little bit. Cause.
1: And then he gets snappy. Then as soon as you start criticizing... like I Remember when he forgot the power cord? Yeah. He still hates that
0: to this day. Yeah, but yet he just receives all this other stuff like it's nothing. I saw him yesterday when he handed me the equipment. It's yeah. all good. Oh, I'm going to be up in, I don't know, Tehachapi.
1: <laughs> this is where he was going. To His wife is going to be in India Why meditating... He? While he's into Hatchapee and we don't have a sound guy. Right. I'm running the sound.
0: That do not sound right to me at all. It
1: doesn't sound right to me at all either. We don't have a sound car. We That'd don't have the fucking the day. thing.
0: That would be the
1: day. Maybe we should tell him, like, listen, why don't we talk to your wife? You don't, we'll yeah, talk to Yeah, you, and, I'll talk to her better than him. Yeah, mm-hmm. Assign assign your rights and privileges as a husband to command shit to your wife. Tell us, and we'll go to her and we'll say all the stuff, and then you won't get blamed. We'll get blamed. Yeah. And we'll pull her aside and be like, Yeah. What are you doing? This is your meal ticket right here. Yeah. You're fucking up the meal ticket. You're screwing up. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking up the
0: cha cha right here.
1: What do you think is the chances that Sean's going to let us go talk to his wife? Zero. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Sean ain't going to listen to anybody. Sean's a sadist. You know what? My guest,
1: my guest actually knows Sean.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Now you have a guest here, and this guest, you've been talking about this guest for a while. You even told me some stories. I just think I fell in love with a couple stories I heard. I was just so his, impressed. His eyes and just this, gleamed. This, this woman's got the most beautiful smile in the world, man. she I mean, does. Gorgeous teeth. Just beautiful teeth. Beautiful smile. Um, yeah, tell us about your friend that you're having gone here.
1: This woman that I know. Uh, Who's about to cry right now Just because I said that Very Mm -hmm. emotional Mm -hmm. woman Mm -hmm. We've known each other Since my first year in law school All those years ago, Conchetta Conchetta Look at that, she's getting emotional I love Mm -hmm. her I worked for her, I worked with her I worked alongside her I'm her attorney She's brought me into leadership programs Uh, We've survived wealthy addicts together the most addicted, drug-addicted, you know, craziest, outlandish drug addicts that also, rare a rare combination, have an insane amount of money. And Conchetta ran a premier sober living in Malibu. Mm. Malibu. Mm. Not Calabasas. Right. Malibu. Malibu. And uh, I helped her do that while I was in law school. And I've gotten to know her and her amazing stories and uh, and her amazing energy. And we have so many. And we, I thought I'd bring her in since you've heard so much about her. Yes. So uh, let's welcome Conchetta. She's in the green room. Here she comes. She's coming in. Looking fantastic once again. Conchetta! Conchetta! Yay! Man, let me just describe how she, How would you describe her, Steve? What is she wearing? I, I, this woman is
0: gorgeous. I, she's gorgeous and she's got great style and as soon as she walked into the room i was like who's that woman i know that isn't this Conchetta woman oh and then i was happily surprised to find out very style i just love your style you are an ace
1: yeah yeah get up on that microphone so we can really hear you all right there you go absolutely great so yeah so she's wearing like a, a a uh, sports jacket with a faux fur. I don't know what that is lying. Chumahan,
3: I I know that you want it to be faux. Because I'm vegan. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Chimahan, there you go. There you is go. it the real it thing? It is real fur. Yeah. Now, do not tell Sarah. Yeah. I won't. Okay. That's my yeah. wife. Yeah.
1: What is it? What is that fur? What do you have there? Uh, it's fox. fox. Nice. Crazy fox. like a fox. fox Smart a fox. as a
3: fox. Crazy as a fox. Right. All of the foxes. Right. Thank She's you. She's a fox. Thank She's you. a fox. You're so Man. sweet.
1: You Listen to that.
3: absolutely so so amazing thank you
1: yeah so get closer to the mic Conchetta. you got to get in there don't be shy all right oh perfect all right so Conchetta, uh when did we first meet
3: tell me how that went how did that go well you and i first met at a meeting in malibu Mm. how did that happen we were at the meeting the 6 a.m meeting before you would go to school in the morning right and we were down in uh across from pepperdine at the at the little in Landry,
1: know. Tom Landry, the little Tom Landry Park.
3: Yeah, the little park right there. Tom um,
0: Landry Park. Like yeah, Dallas Cowboys, Tom, no, no, oh, Tom Landry. No, no,
3: not Tom Landry. Michael Landon. Yeah, Michael Landon. Highway yeah. to heaven. Highway yeah, to
1: heaven. Michael Landon, right. Yeah.
3: So we were there at six AM every morning and I, I fell in love with you, mahan. I was like, Oh my God, this kid is amazing. Oh he's, yeah. <laughs> he's he was five years sober at the time. Yep. And I was like seven months sober at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember meeting him, and and it, we hit it off, fell in love, and, you know, the rest is history. Did you guys start I, dating right then? No, it wasn't that type okay. of love. It was right. just, like, our spirits aligned. Sure. And it was... It was incredible to hear him share. I was yeah. so impressed by the way he shared a message mm-hmm. that it resonated with me, and it brought something out in me that I didn't even know I could understand by a reading. You this know is what
0: happens all the time with me and him. Yeah, it brings <laughs> out things in me I don't quite understand.
3: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So, 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 and then you had what business did you have
3: up there? What was that? I had a I had a sober living.
1: How I, did you? First of all, let me wrap my mind around this. How do you have a sober living at seven months sober? How's that happen?
3: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know any better. How about this? So not al- know
1: anybody with seven months that has a sober,
3: sober living. living. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was it was kind of crazy because I had been I had been I had been to treatment seven times. It was my seventh <laughs> treatment center. Wow, you did me. I literally was in treatment, and my parents. I knew my parents were done with. They were like, "Pick this is your last time. Pick wisely." So I. Thought to myself, well, I'm not going to any more of those AA places because the only thing they do is throw a book at me and tell me to read the first 164 pages. Right. And I had a learning disability. Mm. So I had made up a story that I could not get sober like other people got sober. I was terminally unique. You know, had a unique story. Which I was she different. Which she does. Which, I, which uh, she does. Of course, I think we all do. in I mean, we all do. Chumihan, you have <laughs> come on. I could tell Chumihan stories for days. But what stories do I got? Oh my God! Uh, attorney, attorney turns cake. Turns no, first it was script writer. Go ahead. You know, wanted to be a producer. Then he goes, then he's going to law school. That sounds like everyone in LA. Then, then you you single-handedly almost bankrupt Costco <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> 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 it's
1: almost single-handedly bankrupt Costco.
3: <laughs> well, uh, we won't go that far, but yeah, then he's a cake baker. <laughs> then he's a gluten-free, sugar-free oh, cake I heard about maker. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, bean yeah, cakes. Yeah. yeah. The I was bean cakes. Like crazy. He was. He was so crazy with the bean cake takes you know to then oh i'm gonna go back and be an attorney then i don't want to be an attorney i mean we've uh you know it's like he's got every other minute he's doing something different mm-hmm. you know and That's look true. at him now like he's an attorney and he's realized that he can be an attorney and he doesn't have to just do one or the other that right. he can do both hands right. Right? right right which is incredible right. and uh you know i've always known that chumahan is going to be extremely successful. Yes. Um. And I saw that in him, and I still see hey, that in him. And hey, now listen. he's a dad, and it's been so incredible to watch him change. Yeah, change. What, 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 what changed? Now is he's a change? vegan, by the way. He's just mm-hmm. throw burgers yeah. in his mouth. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Through yeah. the drive-through comes comes up. He would eat out of a house and home. He'd eat all the salami in the refrigerator. Dude, yeah. uh, listen, 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 oh listen, listen. my god. Me? All right.
1: We've we've said the nice shit about each other. Let's get down okay. to the real shit. Yeah. So like, she, so Conchetta has this sober. Live seven months she's out of her mind right yeah. just just run around energy she, basically her parents are like i'm not paying for another treatment so so it's conchetta wisely this is how brilliant her mind works <laughs> she's like i'll just own a treatment facility and then that way won't i won't be at the treatment facility i mean i'll live here too but i'll also be running it and it'll also be a business and, and in that way i won't ever have to go back and blah, blah, blah. it'll work out and, and and it did work out so then conchetta would have these things all right and then
3: one of the so go back wait hold on go ahead hold on go ahead so i wasn't very qualified to go to work for anybody since i had so many theft charges Mm -hmm. i couldn't you know (laughs) i I didn't have an education (laughs) like i didn't i had i was on five i was on probation in five counties when i got sober (laughs) at the same time i so Like, who's going to hire me? Like, I'm like, I need to be an entrepreneur. I need to figure out how to make my own, have my own business. What am I the most qualified for? Sober living. Like, hey, you've gotten arrested and have cases? Me too. Hey, you need to get your kids back, lost your custody of your kid? Me too. Hey, you, you know, your entire family won't talk to you? Me too. Hey, you've got five probations going on or one probation going on? I can walk you through it. Like, I knew everything about that world. And I knew that nobody was going to get over on me because I knew how to get on, uh, get over on everybody else. So what's, I was the most qualified for that position. Sure. And the, the truth of it is, is I was like sitting in sober living. I went to treatment and I had a case that was going on in Malibu. That's what, why I ended up in Malibu. What was the case? <laughs> Chumahan. What was it? Okay. So I had a gambling pro I have a gambling problem too. I'm a compulsive gambler, so started with eating disorders, then it went from eating disorders to alcohol, then alcohol to, to speed, you know, Coke and meth, and then gambling, of course, fit into that perfectly. Right. And so I was married at the time, and I was living in Bakersfield, and, and my husband and I were, you know, fighting and not getting along, because I married somebody old, and I was 23. <laughs> And that was dumb, but I thought we Man, just
1: talked I- about that the other this mm-hmm. last I, Well, <laughs> the whole
3: reason that I thought it was smart was because my parents, they were so like I've been a troubled child my entire life, so they constantly had hands on me, like in love, but they was I felt it as being controlling, and so I wanted away from my parents' control. And I'm like, how do you do that? Hey, I'll marry an attorney who's got money, and then I don't have to worry about my parents. Right? Yeah, like you know, stepping on me. So anyway, make a long story short. I was in Malibu because I had, I had this gambling problem and I had gone to Costco one day and I had bought this rug. They have trunk shows, you know, they have the road shows there, right? They're not items that are not always in Costco all the time, but they're there on special occasions. So I walked in and I see this rug and it's this Persian rug show. And I'm like, oh my God. So I buy this rug and I bring it home. I write a check for it. I bring it home. It's the wrong color scheme for the house. I'm like, okay, this doesn't really fit. I put it back in the car. I bring it back to Costco and they give me cash for it. And mm. I was like, wow, right. that's crazy. I just wrote you a check. You didn't even wait for it to clear and you're giving me cash. Mm. Now I'm gambling at the time. Mm. And
1: what are you gambling? What's your gamble?
3: Well, I start out at the horses. Okay. I started out, it was very innocent. I was like 25, 26 years old. And I, a friend of my family said, uh, my mom called me and said, hey, Lynn Kikorian has a a racehorse running at Del Mar and he named it after you. And I was like, oh my God, that's so amazing. So I call him up and I'm like, I can't believe you have a horse and you named it after me. He's like, yeah, the horse's name is Cheta B," and I'm going to...
1: That's the horse.
3: Oh, the horse. Okay, perfect. Thank you, mm-hmm. Chewy. And I'm like, where do you watch these horses run? And they're like, go to the satellite wagering. Mm-hmm. So I go to satellite wagering, mm-hmm. and I go in and I start playing like two dollars to place and two dollars sure. to show, and yeah. oh, and I'm like picking the names. Perfectos. Yeah, like right? all, mm-hmm. no, I'm just picking the names. Mm-hmm. Two play two dollars to place, two dollars to show, and what? my friends are my friends uh, are like. You don't do that. You got to play triples and you got to play, you know, all these different ways and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I have no idea what I'm doing. All I'm doing is I pick the names of the horses. Mm-hmm. That seems like a nice name. I don't know what odds are. I don't know anything. By the time I left there, I b- placed a $6 bet and it won $3,300. So I'm like, wow, that Tried was, that was amazing. I was like, that's yeah. amazing. How much fun. So a week later, I go in there and, and I pick a six, five out of six. And all the ticket says is go to the IRS window. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, amazing. I'm going to go to the window. And I go, hi, what did I win? I think they're going to tell me like, you know, a few thousand dollars. (laughs) $11,955. Crazy, right? Yeah. So I, of course, know that I'm a professional horse picker. At yes. that moment. Yes. I'm like, right. I you got
1: the touch. The I, Midas I, yeah. touch. I'm 11, like 000?
3: 11 grand. My husband, I tell my husband, Oh my God, look at the money I won <laughs> on this. Uh, and I, now I'm paying off my credit card. That was $10,000. And look at that. I paid off my credit card and how You're responsible I am. Yeah. And I'm now getting the forms and I'm like to be informed. Of course I'm right. getting the forms. Right. And I'm looking over the forms and <laughs> I I'm now studying the jockeys and I'm studying the stables and I'm studying all the things and I can't pick crap after that. Oh. Zero. So I start throwing you know everything. What? I start spending thousands of dollars on <laughs> tickets. Like I'll have one ticket and I'll have every number except for two of them in a exacta exacta or a trifecta and it loses. And I'm like that was a $600 ticket. Oh my god. You know, and that credit card that I'd paid off, I spent the entire 11 grand on gambling at the track
1: getting trying to get back trying to win back so
3: okay so you have this huge gambling problem that's ballooning out yeah you're hiding it from the husband yeah okay i'm hiding it from my husband by the way my dad's full italian right Mm -hmm. and i work for his company at the time he's a in the produce industry so i'm working at the produce company (laughs) and i'm leaving like at lunch time over there i'm salesperson so i work in the sales force with all guys just me and guys so she
1: could sell water to a
3: fish. Yeah. She could sell anything to anybody. Well, that's what my dad said. That, that's why he wanted me to come work for him. It's true. But you know, think about it. I'm, I'm working with a bunch of guys and the, the customers are guys like we're selling produce all over the country. Right. But I would leave at lunchtime and I would run to the track <laughs> and I would place the bets and then I would come back and check the tickets at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. And My dad finds out that I'm doing this mm. and he goes down to the track Cause my husband says she's never at home with our daughter. She's at the track all the time. My tattletale husband to your Italian father, to my Italian father, right? Mm-hmm. Traditional. Yes. Very traditional, right. like old school. Right. Like you stay married till you're dead, you know, <laughs> that type of old school. Yeah. And if not, I'll kill you. Right. That's the kind of conversation we have. Yeah. <clears throat> so what so, does your dad do at the track? Oh my God. He comes to the track. He walks in, he finds me, grabs me by the arm. He pulls me outside and he proceeds to yell at me and scream at me about the degenerates that are in there and how dare you be hanging out with such crazy degenerate people. Oh, this is really beautiful and all the people at the at the wagery place have their hands on the windows they're watching this. Like right. and I'm just like so embarrassed. He goes, "If I ever see that your car's down here again and I'm going to make sure that I know and you're going to be followed if I see that this car is here again." You're going to be in trouble, you know, and I basically, you know, what did I do? Did I stop going? Did you? Did I stop going? Did you? No, you did. No. You know what I did? What did you do? I parked two blocks away. (laughs) Never saw that car car again. Never saw the car there. Never saw the car. So how does that that
1: tie up then to uh, getting cash back for returning the false Persian rug? So I
3: I return the rug, and I get into a bind with the gambling, right? And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I've now maxed out all of our credit cards, and my husband doesn't know. And by the way, I am, because he's an attorney and does pretty well, I've now... um, gotten new credit cards that he doesn't even know about and forged his name on it so oh now i'm god. like Ooh. yeah now i've got like the discover card and yeah. i've got 20 grand because our you know we made good money so i was able to get 20 oh, 20 had grand great credit yeah. you guys <laughs> had great credit <laughs> i got 20 grand on one card and 20 grand on another card you know and i, I maxed it. them out and like i was like frigging, oh my god what am i gonna do right. the only thing how that much I could do you do? think you
1: had maxed out all in total oh. like how much was it
3: I mean, at that time, it was probably like 80 or 90 grams <laughs> Yeah. Ah
1: i love it you're committed it doesn't committed. matter what you're gonna nope. do you're like fuck it i'm gonna forge names and open up these fucking things it's and go all the i'm way. on
3: meth at the time too so that oh, didn't that help helps. you help. know right. so at nighttime i'm home and i'm riding on the stairmaster <laughs> till all times of night you know like literally gotta be thin you know riding the stairmaster cleaning the bathroom like he has no clue like what what is he doing nod you know what is he stupid what's he
1: doing he's
3: sleeping He's like ten. He's he, eleven years older than I am. He's
1: asleep. What did he think that you just had a lot of energy? Yeah,
3: or? yeah. Because I've always had a lot. I mean, I have a lot of energy now. So right. people looking at me would go, "Oh my god, you on drugs?" I think the meth uh, actually brought me down a notch, and so you does know. Does that make sense to you,
0: Steve? Yeah, the meth does not little me out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you have that, ADD. Yeah, when you have ADD, yeah, it, it works because heroin would speed me up
3: mm, see you have that same thing i i never did heroin steve but i did meth and coke were the only two drugs that i did because i i don't know i was scared of the others mm-hmm. and it when i smoked weed i smoked weed a couple times and all i did was pass out at a party i'm right. like yeah, what's the that, point of that that what's the point i've got right. things to do i've got
1: I what <laughs> hey what is it
3: you got- you, you gotta got fight. But then it
1: sound like fun. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Well, a Tequila, a camera guys, Tequila Sunrise is down here, and he's saying you got to fight past that pass out point. Yeah. But Snoop Dogg never talks about the pass out point. He uh-uh. never mentions that. He got past it yeah, Man, he was born past and it. And now they
3: have so many different strains that you find yeah, whatever. You, you don't know? even get tired. They got yeah. weed that
0: gets you pumped
1: up. You yeah, no, dude. That's, that's, dude, that's why I, I don't, I, even when I was out there, I didn't really smoke that much weed because I would just get. Eat. I, we no, would eat. I, I would eat. But I'd also get very introspective. I'd start thinking about, wow, oh, dude, yeah. what kind of a loser are you? You're sitting around sure. with loser people, smoking loser weed, doing nothing. And then I'd bum out and I'd be like, I got to get out of here. So, I doing <laughs> a- so you're on the treadmill. You got meth. You yep, got-, got an $80,000, $90,000 credit card bill. Your old man's do not husband is sleeping in bed thinking he's got the most energetic wife in the world. And what happens?
3: Well, and I'll mention this because this is just part of my story. Yeah. I started having an affair at work. So I had like all this different <laughs> stuff going on, nice. <laughs>
1: nice.
3: you know, with my head, my dad's like head farmer, you know, uh, uh-huh. of his company, <laughs> you know,
1: how does that start? Like you guys are out by the grapes and he's yeah. like, you know, well, you
3: know what it was is my dad, how do you I have, have
1: an affair with a head farmer.
3: I'll tell you right now. So I, I love my dad. I have so much. you know how much I respect yeah, my father.
1: Man. He's a great man. He's
3: a great man. I've always wanted to have a deal deep relationship with him and he's not a, he's not that person. You know, he doesn't have emotional um, relationships with his daughters. I have three, uh, there's three girls, three of us. And he just never was that father. And I've always been searching for somebody that would teach me what he knew kind of thing. And he doesn't do that. And so I found a guy at work,
1: a substitute,
3: a, a substitute that he was older than me too, but he also loved the sports. Like I play volleyball. I'm a sports person. Right. And we would go out and we would be on an intramural at nighttime. I would play intramural uh, volleyball with him. And then we'd go out drinking at the at at the bar, you know, of course we're you know, gotta drink at the bar and then after that one thing started leading to another and it started a three year um
1: Would you guys affair. go would you guys go to like a, a hotel or how did you yeah. Yeah. In, his office. Yeah. Or no, like out office, in the office. Out in the field. All of did it. Did you you slept with him out in the field? Yeah. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah. Of really? course they did. He's a farmer. I a know, farmer, but
0: yeah. he's he out on some uh, iceberg lettuce <laughs> and make it out. Of
3: corn. Lay <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. the corn down. Yeah. yeah. Lay right. on the corn. Okay. Yeah. I just can't even imagine that. Yeah. 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 So I had this. I had all this like shame too that was. That was you were doing all everything. Stuff. I was doing everything. I was doing everything that was not right, you know. Right. And then I had this little girl at home that I could not stand. My husband, my husband drove me crazy. What, so what? What about him? Drove you nuts? You know, he was like a dad. He was like my father. He <laughs> was exactly like my father. He would call my dad and mother and tell them tell like tattletale on me when he couldn't control me. And so I lost all respect for him. Right. I was like, you are going to call my dad. And mom and tell them to control your wife. Like, who the hell are you? Like, I had no respect. Like, he had it. no balls. No balls whatsoever. Yeah, that
1: makes sense to me what yeah. you're saying. It's like one thing to control your wife and be an asshole about it. It's a whole other thing. If you can't do it, then you call her mom and dad. Yeah. yeah. That's a punk move, right? Yeah. That's a bitch-ass meme. but I,
3: But underneath it all, there was all this shame and guilt. And, you know, I knew I was doing the wrong things. And it just fed that addiction that much stronger. And it was like this whirlwind of stuff. I couldn't put enough things in my body to make myself feel good about myself. Because of what I was doing. I knew I was wrong. So I started. Uh, so when I went to the Costco and they gave me all that money back. And I was in this hole with the credit card, you know. And I knew that <laughs> Discover in the day. And I don't know if they do this now. But Discover... When they first came out, now this is in the 90s, you could go to Sears, you could write a check for the balance of whatever it was on the card, and they would reload the card. Okay. So so I was like, okay, how am I going to get some money in the bank to write the check so they'll clear the money so I can start this process and win back all my money? My intention was not... To defraud anybody my intention was to win back the money that i lost genius concept right it was just crazy <laughs> so when i went to costco and i saw all these carpets there like they i saw the tickets and the tickets were like for 1800 bucks and so i was like hmm hmm and i don't know where i come up with these things i really don't i'm not a criminal i didn't grow up that way well, the, pri- <laughs> the price tag
0: on the carpets in Costco were around eighteen hundred dollars. Eighteen
3: hundred dollars. Okay, gotcha. So I would I went in there when I got into trouble and I took about fifteen tags. I just took them off the carpets. I was taking them off the carpets. Then I went to Staples and I bought a tagging gun.
1: Right. Yeah.
3: And then I went to Ross and I bought a t- uh-huh. carpet with the same dimensions.
0: <laughs> right. This is genius <laughs> shit, man. This is the best shit ever. <laughs>
3: Uh, I went to Ross and TJ Maxx, and were they, I, they
0: rolled up in the plastic and stuff? Were they all? No, like that? these
3: were all like carpets that were laid out, and I bought carpets that had the same dimensions. So if it was a six by ten or whatever those were, yeah, I would look for the six by tens. I'd buy it at Ross for a hundred and thirty. No, <laughs> hundred and thirty bucks. It would be a nice or Home Depot. I'd go and bet, get one for a hundred and fifty there. Yeah. I would tag it. Take it back. Now, I had to make sure the roadshow wasn't at that Costco. So I had a list of every Costco up and down Southern California, Northern California. I then needed, like, I was like, okay, I can't do this too many times on my card. So I went and I took my sister's cards, my mom's cards. My, like, Are you I, listening to this? I took great, everybody's man. cards. I knew. Great. Like, even my friends, when we were out drinking, I would lift their license. I would go into Costco. They would take... You know, they would take a picture. I would open up an account, or say I'd for I'd lost the, my card, and they would take a picture and give me the new Costco card with my picture on it because I didn't want anybody to get in trouble, right? Including myself, right? So I would rotate people that was bringing back the carpets. How you're not running a bank
1: right now? I have no idea because this is genius. Yeah, are you listening to me? She's she's even so smart, Steve, that she didn't buy the cheapest carpet. She, buy, she was like, you know what? I should buy like 130, 150. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right dimensions. Some <laughs> yeah. some criminal minds would say to their, their math teacher, what do I need to know math for? But not you. You said, you know what? I need to know six by 10, eight by 13. Yeah, eight, in order by, to pull yeah, this off. eight
3: by 10. Yep, yeah, exactly. So I would go in and I sometimes I would hit five or six Costco's in one day. Like I would literally go up North and I would like hit Danville. I mean, I'd be, and then I'd be stopping at casinos, all the, <laughs> all the, all of Chumahan's casinos, hey, yeah, yeah, all the Indian casinos I could find. And I would go from one to the next. I'd go to Fresno. I'd go to Reedley. I'd go to all the different casinos that I could find. And I would, then I would, sometimes I'd, I'd do that three times in one day and blow all that money at the casinos And then I'd have to restart again the next day. So then I would go down north and then I would like, you know, it was before you had to have a receipt to bring anything back to Costco. As long as it had a a, a Costco ID, scan it, they could scan it. You were good to go.
1: And now listen, Costco thought there was a 14 man team that was (laughs) ripping them off.
3: No, what happened was, so I'm doing this so many times and I'm not sleeping, by the way. And by the way, can I just tell you that I, at this time, I don't have a driver's license because I've gotten two DUIs and I'm now in my boyfriend at the time because I'm now divorced. I'm because this has gone on for so long. I'm in my boyfriend's car. By the way, he was out of town and he knows me. No, this is Donnie. He He knows me. So he takes the keys and he goes with his buddies out of town. And I call a friend of mine and I'm like, he thinks I'm so stupid. And <laughs> so, <laughs> got
2: those
3: keys, yeah, right? no, 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 no. I did those later, but no, I basically had a friend of mine come to the house. Now I used to date and be engaged to a used car dealer. <laughs> so he, he took his keys, but I had her take, no, no, no. He didn't take the keys. He did take the keys, but you know what else he took? He took the fuse. He thought that was going to defuse me. You see what I'm saying? So the car
1: wouldn't turn over.
3: Yeah. So I called my friend and I'm like, can you take me to the auto parts store? And he left the keys in the house knowing he took the fuse. That's what it was. He took the keys. Yeah. He left the keys. He's like, Oh, I'll take the fuse. She can't go anywhere. She won't
1: know what happened.
3: So the next thing I know is I'm driving the car up by the Tulare area. Now I have done so many drivings up and down California that I have no idea where I'm at. I'm so exhausted. (sighs) I pulled off the side of the street. On a highway into Lari,
0: lair Yeah, I know, where all the prisons are. Yeah, exactly.
3: Corcoran. Well, I'd go yeah, to that. Yeah, no, I'd yeah, go to yeah, that yeah, casino yeah. all the time, right? Yeah, In yeah. Hanford. So I literally, <laughs> I literally, yeah, I literally had um, Mike, I, Mike's hard Michael, Mike's. You know, because I you get thirsty when you're doing a lot of yes. meth. You know, you're right? You gotta so got to drink hard Mike's hard lemonade. Mike's lemonade. Yeah. So I'm literally passed out on the side of the road, <laughs> right? Huh. All of a sudden, I hear
1: someone knocking on, knock on the
3: window it's cop right yeah. can't be passed down on the side of the freeway i didn't know that i i was like it's okay. a free
1: country what the fuck yeah you like
3: i you would think that if i'm tired <laughs> and i can't move like you you wouldn't want me on the road but hey you know so he gets in my he's like hello how are you and i'm like fine now i at this point don't have my own driver's license so i've stolen my sister's so i'm now vincenza eddie which is my sister
1: do so, you guys look alike
3: no, but I don't have to, because I went to the DMV and just got my own picture on the, her ID. Mm.
1: See what I mean? The genius.
3: Yeah, but the problem with that is, yeah, and well, I'll show you how the genius going to bite you in the ass in the end. Go ahead. So <clears throat> and that was another reason why I got her ID, because I was gambling, and my dad had bought my, hus- my, my daughter and I a house to live in, so we wouldn't be homeless, but he wouldn't put it in my name because of my gambling problem, so he put it in my sister's name. So I was getting all these refis in the oh, mail. <laughs> so wow. I got her ID <laughs> thinking that I'm just going to have a little money, extra money, yeah, yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and refi some shit, you yeah. know, That's and so it didn't work out so well. So anyway, yeah. lots of things like that, that I did. I so just, what, what, I what, so how did they nab you? What did the cop do? <clears throat> so he goes, he asks me some questions and he sees the bottle of, of Mike's empty bikes, you lemonade. know, and he's like, Hey, um, how are you? And I'm like, uh, I'm really tired. And he's like, well, whose <laughs> bottles of, of, and I was like, you know what? They were my friends. My friend was in the car earlier and those were hers. And he's like, really? He goes, do you have some ID please? So I pull out Vincenzo's yeah, ID, your sister, which looks like me. So it's my picture. And he goes, give me a minute. So he goes and he runs the ID Yeah. and it comes back AKA Conchetta Bruce. Cause I did my thumbprint. And you can't, when the scanners, they're scanning it, and it's like, huh, the guy's scratching his head. He has no idea what's going on. He's like, that's so weird. Like, I don't understand. So he calls for backup. So you know how you're, when you're on the side of the road, and you're in trouble, and you see somebody, and you go, wow, those people really must have done something wrong because now the cop cars are stacking behind them? Right, backup. Backup. So now I've got a backup. Then he asked me, he's like, can you get out of the car, please? And I'm like, sure. So I get out of the car, and none of my story's making making. Is making sense? Like I'm babbling. I'm so exhausted. I've been on a run for five days, no sleep. I can't even make the story make sense. Mm -hmm. So he's he's basically like, okay, we need more backup. So more backup comes. (laughs) Literally, there's four cars by the time we're done. For like a hundred and twenty pound woman. For a hundred and twenty pound woman. And he, they start going through my car, and they're like, why do you have so many Costco things? And then they go through the, the the console of my car, and I have all these different Costco cards right. with all these different people's names, but right. it's all got my picture. Right? They're like, "What is going on?" And I literally knew that I couldn't keep this straight anymore. I was like losing it. I was like, "Ah, ah, ah." Anyway, they end up hauling me in, and they sit me in a long table with like five cops, five sheriff's office officers. They arrest me. Oh, they call my friend Michelle. And they go, by the way, do you know a Vincenza Eddie? And they're like, she's like, yeah, that's my best friend's sister. And they're like, well, why would she have your ID? And she's like, you know what? I bet you that's not my my best friend's sister. I bet you that's my best friend. Uh, Sounds like Concetta. So, yep. So they started unwinding it all. So then they haul me in. And, you know, they give me bail by the time, but I bailed myself out because I had so much money on me from the <laughs> casino to go into the casinos that I literally had them at a table and they're like, so tell me what's going on. And I'm like, I have a bad gambling problem. And I, cause I had all these, I had all these IRS bills that I'd won at the casinos. I won like 25 grand. I won 50 grand in one night. And I, and I had all these stacks of IRS bills, you right. know, like from the casinos when you win. Yeah. But I used Vincenza's name and my my social and her social and my ID, so I wouldn't get have to pay taxes. So I, I was doing <laughs> I was doing tax fraud too. So not only did I defraud the DMV, defraud the IRS, like I I was just incredibly you know I was doing this. So I told them what I was doing. I said, "Here's what's going on." You just confess. I confess. I confess, and they are like sitting there with their uh, literally their mouths were open. They were right. like,
1: "You impressed them."
3: Oh my god. You should write a book. Right. No, don't do it because like you'll give too many people ideas. And I'm like, "I don't even know how I came up with these ideas. I really don't. I have no clue how this you all You have a dev
1: I'm going to tell you the truth, and I'm going to say it straight to your face. You have a devious mind. You have a devious mind. It's not evil. I know. But you have a devious mind.
3: Yeah, I know. And I think it comes from my childhood of not, you know, when I was young, I would cheat on in school because I had a learning disability and I learned how to navigate by being dishonest and cheat and just navigate that. How would you,
1: what was the greatest cheating caper you ever did?
3: Oh, I just, uh, one time I literally put, took somebody's test and crossed her name I collected all the papers and I crossed <laughs> her name off of it. My, my name on it. Mm-hmm. That wasn't very smart though. They know. Like, <laughs> hello, the straight A girl, you took the straight A girl's paper. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah. like conchetta got hundred percent this yeah, week. That like, terrible, sense. terrible. That was like when I was young. Like that was like when in fourth grade. So I mean this is kind of behavior had been going on for a long time.
1: Right. So essentially what you're saying is is that you were cheating from an early age and you failed a couple times, but learned your lesson, kept going past it and learned how to be better and better and better yeah. at a devious mind. And yeah. eventually you became so successful that eventually, even though they arrested you, seven cops gave you advice that you should publish a book.
3: <laughs> yeah. And they they literally I got out. I got out. They impounded the car because obviously it was my boyfriend's car and I didn't have a driver's license. Right. And what they did was they put out a thing to Costco, all the Costcos, and they said, "Has this happened in your store?" Right. Oh. And so my we get a court date, and I'm I'm now in treatment. So anytime I would get into trouble, my parents would throw me in treatment. You know, of course. A, the attorneys would say, "Send her to treatment." We'll work around her addiction. She's an addict. She has a problem. Yeah. Right. Like, this will happen. So now I'm in Oxnard at the time because I had an eating disorder as well. So I was in an eating disorder treatment center. And my dad comes to pick me up and take me to Malibu for my, for my court case. And What's it like riding with your dad? Uh, boy, tough. Because he doesn't, he doesn't talk anyway. So now it's like really like making small talk. It's like, hi, how are you? You know, blah, blah, blah. And your That's dad
1: it. is just like...
3: You've met my dad how many times? You know how my dad is. I know how
1: he is, but I've never been in a situation you've been in, have him come pick me up, and I have to sit there for that ride and be like... Ugh. And yeah. your dad's like...
3: What? It was terrible. I put my <laughs> dad through a lot. Yeah, But we get there to Malibu, and we go to court, and the the attorney that they hire come out and they say, okay, look, they're willing to give her probation, and um you get to pay restitution. And so he's like, Well, what's the restitution? They're they're like eight eighteen hundred dollars. And I'm like, Oh my god, they only got me for one. And he's like, Shut up. Your you dad know? said that. Yeah, he's like, shut up. Cause I had done that. I'd done that fifty something times, like fifty, sixty times. Like I mean Think about that. Sixty
1: times times eighteen hundred is over a hundred thousand dollars.
3: Yeah. So you know, it was like and then, you know, that ended the reason I ended up there in Malibu in treatment was because I had that court case and I was on probation and what I would do is if I was in probation in one city, I would move cities. <laughs> like it's like, okay, it's the heat is here. And in those days, now they do things much differently. In those days they didn't check all the different jurisdictions. Yeah, you know you know yeah. what I mean? They didn't have a file like you couldn't they didn't have that where they would send out a, a, you know, hey, is this person been in trouble in your county or whatever?
1: Right. They didn't communicate as much. They
3: didn't communicate as much. Now you could not get away with any of that, you know. Right. But in those days, I I could. Right. So I would get in. I would get arrested in in Kings County, you know, at the casino there. Dropped a little meth accidentally, <laughs> <laughs> in the parking lot, yeah. smoking right. in front of them. Yeah. You know those types of things, and um. And so I got arrested in Kings County, in Kern County, in Santa Barbara County, San Luis Obispo County, um, Malibu County. So I'm going back. I'm literally living in in San Luis Obispo County at the time, and I'm going to to court in Malibu every six months just for a check in. And they would say, "How is everything?" I'd literally be getting high the entire way up there. <laughs> Everything's great, Judge. <laughs> you know, and. Okay, you see how I dress. I would right. dress like this and right. I would look respectful and you know. And, and you're I, a woman. And I'm a woman. Steve, and Steve, could you get away with that?
1: Nope. Yeah.
3: Nope.
1: nope. Yeah. <laughs> Tequila Sunrise wouldn't get away with that.
3: No, but I would literally, they would look at me and then they would look at all the charges and they would go, huh? Like they would scratch their head, like right. kind of like those cops did when they were sitting right. there. You know, and that's how I got away with the Costco things because I would go very dressed up and I'd have my big diamond ring on and my nice Gucci purse and I would drive up, drive to the front of the store with my Mercedes and drop the rug off. You know, it was like, they were just, nobody even paid attention.
1: You know what's interesting about that, Steve? We were just talking to Romina and uh, LA about the fact that Some people, though, they seem like they're wearing the nice clothes and they're doing all this other stuff. They might be in as much pain and as much anxiety and as much trouble as someone who's not doing all that stuff. And and, and Conchetta's an example of that, where she's... God, how many plates do you have spinning in order to keep this oh, shit together? Oh, so many, right. so many.
3: You know, and you know, there was just so many more things. I mean, it was like I would. And so
1: then you just. So okay, so that all. I sums, constantly
3: would be getting in trouble for stealing because I was trying to feed my addictions. It wasn't even my meth addiction that it was causing me to steal. Right. I could afford the meth addiction. I couldn't afford the gambling. The gambling at the at the degree that I was doing.
1: What? So at, mm. at the highest point, at the worst point. Yeah. What did the gambling get to? Like what? Like, did you ever? Like, what's like? What was the craziest gambling story?
3: Well, I mean, I told you I won fifty-five thousand in one day, and I and I literally spent it in four days. Fifty-five
1: thousand. Yeah. Fifty-five thousand in one day. Yeah. And then let me ask you this. Okay, so all that settles down a little bit. Yeah. Right. And you're in Malibu.
3: Yeah. Well, I go to I go to yeah I go to I go to um, court. I go to court again, okay. and the judge says, "Hey, do you want to get off probation? You've been doing so well." <laughs> now, this judge was Judge Myra. Do you know who Judge Myra is? He's the same guy that sentenced Robert Downey Jr. and okay. right. kept giving him chances and chances. Okay. He's After also, he like got
1: drunk, and he's was also in, in recovery.
3: Yeah, he's yeah, also yeah. in recovery. So he right. had a heart for people in recovery. So he kept giving me, you know, like chances. Chances, right? So I go up and he's like, Would you like to get off of probation early? You you've seen like you've been doing really great. And I'm like, awesome. And he's like, How about your the next time you come is on your birthday? How about if we do that? And I'm like, perfect. So I'm standing there in front of the courtroom, and they decide that they need to, in order to let me off probation early, they have to run a run a sheet in all the counties. Uh, oh. Oh, you uh. wanna say, oh, Came back that I had been arrested 10 more times. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, he like literally lost his shit, you know?
1: Nice Judge Myra who gave Robert Downey Jr. plenty of chances. Even when he got drunk and woke up in other people's beds, Beds, right? Yep. Conchetta is the one person that pissed that judge off.
3: Yeah. It was like, and you know, of course I'm like, look, I need to go to treatment again, obviously. And, I had told my parents that I hadn't even I stopped telling my parents that I got arrested because after time three, they were like, don't ever call us from a jail cell again. Right. Right. That type of thing. Right. So I stopped calling them and I just figured shit out myself. Right. You know, I never did any time. The most I did was like 30 days in jail. But I would always manage to get myself out, fall in love with the guy, the cross-dresser that got me out of jail. <laughs> Remember I told you that story about I don't him? think so. Oh, my what? God. You I fell
1: was... in love with a cross-dresser. Oh,
3: my God. And got out of jail? I literally went to – I was working in Pismo. This is kind of all ties in together. I was working in Pismo. And I was – I went to go for a job interview, and the guy owned a – he owned a liquor store, meat store – And it was, uh, you know, it was a liquor and meat store. And so we, we, he was a butcher, butcher, you know, and he would have the food in the case, you know, and I love to cook. Right. So I went in there and I needed a job and I was like, hey... Um, do you have any openings? He's like, why don't you cook something for me? So I cooked something for him. He fell in love with my food and he hired me on the spot. she
1: cooks amazing Italian food. Yeah. Fresh, big, she can can fucking cook for a a fucking army.
3: Yeah. So I was cooking in this deli. It was called um, Culinary Spirits in Pismo. So I was living in Pismo now and I'm cooking and I'm never sitting down. Right. Like never sitting down. I'm washing the dishes. I'm doing all the things. I'm like, and he's like, hey, Conchetta, like my third day. He's like, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go take a drug test. I was like, huh? And he's like, yeah, it's part of our hire. Like, he
1: knew. He knew. He could tell. No he one could, works that hard. He
3: could tell. He's like, and I go, okay, when would you like me to do that? And he's like, now. And I was like, oh, okay. So I start like going out the door and he's like, gotcha. He goes, a fellow meth head knows a meth head. Like, I know you. <laughs> so he literally, I had, I had the perfect job. Like, I had a boss that was getting high. We were getting high together. He was married. Right. And he... I had all the booze because it was a liquor store. We had all the booze we wanted. We had all the meth we wanted. We had all the cash we wanted. Like, I'm like, this is awesome. Like, you finally arrived. Like, and I was dating Ira at the time. Right. Right? right dating ira at the time and it's ira had no set. job and i'm like dude you've got to get something going on and he's like <laughs> he's like dealing he's like dealing out of the house that my parents are paying for oh my god and i'm like you oh cannot deal in my house if your dad i'm on probation he's the <laughs> and he's the nice one oh yeah he's the one they like yeah
1: right? he's the one that they're like oh this guy will never do anything wrong and he's dealing out of the house that they're paying Dealing
3: for. out of the house so i would i would hear from my neighbors like ira's dealing out of your house you're gonna get into trouble and so i would come home and Rip him and like all this stuff. And listen, then,
1: listen, Ira, yeah. you need to get a real job where you could smoke meth at work. That's Look at right. what I've done. See what I'm doing? I'm drinking and smoking at
3: work. I'm not taking it to the house. You need to be responsible like me. And I met yeah. Ira because I was in treatment. At, at, I was at treat, Listen, I was at treatment in Ojai at the eating disorder clinic, and then afterwards they decided to hire me, and I was stealing people's credit cards. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it was, you know. I mean, I was just absolutely that broken. Like, I mean, do you understand the level of brokenness that you have to have? So when Myra gets me up there, and I'm now in trouble, and I'm like, you know, I, I tell my parents, what stopped it for me, Steve, is I... Went to my parents' fiftieth anniversary. My daughter was taken away from me when she was thirteen. She's now sixteen. And they would clean me up, bring me home, clean me up, you know, put a new dress on me, do my hair, put some makeup on, and you know, I'd take family photos and then they'd send me back in a car, you know. That's what they would do when I was living. Persona
1: non gratis.
3: Yeah, yeah, literally. Like clean it up, clean it up, like, you know, we won't really acknowledge it. But when I got to the house and I saw my daughter and at the I'd seen her over the years, it wasn't that I'd never saw her, but I really saw her like it was a it was a moment of clarity. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this woman is a is a she's a woman now. Right. And so she says, why are you crying? And I said, because you're a beautiful young woman and I have nothing to do with it. Like, uh, unbelievable. And I just start bawling. And she's like, well, mom, if you would get your shit together, we could be a family. And I go, I don't know how to do that. It was the first moment I decided to be honest. Because I I was shucking and jiving all the time. I was never getting high. My parents would, you know, come over with a drug test. And I would have some little girl's pee from next door. You know, like, (laughs) I would figure out how to... I mean, I was always doing the wrong thing. Never honest. Right. And I was just honest. And I said, I don't know how to do that. I said, I'm still using drugs and I don't know how to do that. And so what did it feel
1: like to actually be that honest with your daughter? Like, well, how does it feel to have that role reversal? I mean, that's a role reversal in a sense. Yeah. You're, you're, you're actually confessing the truth to your daughter and she's younger than you. Yeah. How does that feel?
3: You know, at the time I was just so broken. I was so tired. You know, I was 41 years old and I was like, this is never going to end. Like I had tried to kill, kill myself three times really seriously. You know about that one. I drove my car off a cliff. I tried pills. I tried ending my life so many times and that didn't work. So I was in this weird space of I can't live and I can't die. And I'm never, ever going to get sober. Like how is this ever going to be different? So it was just that moment of clarity that really kind of shifted for me. And so my parents... <clears throat> after the after the next day they had like a brunch or whatever and my cousins were all there and they were like oh my god aren't you so excited that you're going to you're going to hawaii for christmas and i look at my mom and i'm like we're going to hawaii for christmas and she looks at me and she goes we're all going to hawaii and you're not invited and it was the first time i was never included like i wasn't going to be with my family for a holiday so like I was never really there anyway, you know, but I wasn't going to be physically there. And so I wasn't going to spend Christmas with my daughter, you know, or my family. And so I was like, Oh my God, she goes, but if you want to go to treatment one more time, this will be the last time and we'll pay for it. So pick wisely. So I was like, okay, pick wisely. AA doesn't work for me. I'm going to like literally figure out another option. So I start looking at non AA programs because I thought I was constitutionally incapable. I really did. I did not believe if everything I needed was in that big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, then I was in trouble because I can't read it and I can't comprehend it. So that was the story. And so when I was going, when I was looking online, my mom's like, go to Betty Ford. You can stay there for three, four, five months. You know, your, your, your cousin got sober there. And I called, I called Betty Ford and they wouldn't take me because of my past eating disorder, even though it wasn't active at the time. They said, no, we, we don't do that. And so I was like, okay. So then I call, I thought I was calling promises, but I called passages. Right. And it was during the, you know, Lindsay Lohan and that whole spiel. Right. And so I end up at passages. Like I end up at passages and my parents are like.
1: Which, which passages is a very high-end, Oh, non-12-step, in fact, who's the owner? What's his name? Chris Prentice. Chris Prentice has a book called The Alcohol Cure. Yeah, The and Cure. And it's based on not the 12 steps, but in a weird way, it still talks about everything that, it's, it's not called the 12 he's steps. Gen-
3: but- he's genius because what he's done is he basically reframes it for the people that don't want to hear that they're an alcoholic for the rest of their life. Right. right? So right. it's the he, same shit. Just same worded, shit. worded differently. He's not saying that you can drink now. We're going to cure you and you can drink. He's saying, no, you can't ever drink. Why would you want to drink? Because it's basically, basically ethanol that they, you put in your gas tank. Why right. would you want that in your right. body? And his, and his saying is I'm a perfect being in a perfect universe where everything happens to me, benefits me completely. If you allow the lesson to come in.
1: And he gets and he's made so much money off that approach. Yeah. I don't know how many people he's helped, but he's made so much money off that approach that, I mean, he owns property in Hawaii and shit like that. Yeah.
3: I mean, he like he, you know, it was like I was there with, you know, celebrities and very wealthy people. And of course, that wasn't me. But and of of course, my sisters hated me for it. They're like, she went to this place. You sent her to a spa where she's getting massages and all this stuff, you know. And for me, I knew that this was my last treatment center, and I knew that I needed to figure out what the causes and what the cause was, why I was doing this, what what the problems were. And I knew I wasn't going to get that in a a treatment center where all they did was do groups all day. I knew I needed individual help. And so with their program, you got like six hours of one-on-one therapy a day. Like it was like really. So, what was the
1: breakthrough there? The single breakthrough. And also, just so Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds are listening, you do eventually go back to 12 step because you're like, I got to do that. Absolutely. Okay. So, at this place, what was the breakthrough there that got you to be open to change?
3: Well, the breakthrough was I never, ever wanted to not be without alcohol. I wanted to always be able to drink. You know, I, I really believed that I wasn't an alcoholic and that. If I could just get the drug thing and the gambling thing, the things that caused me to to break the law, right. then I would be okay. And I wasn't willing to really even even when I was there. It was two weeks before I realized that I was absolutely an alcoholic. Right. It was like uh, the 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 margarine. Da da, da dum, You're the problem. First of all, I started taking personal responsibility for my actions. I re- I realized that. Um, in all the in all these different dynamics that I was the problem because what would happen was every time I would have a breakdown or a breakup with a boyfriend and they hurt my feelings and they hurt me emotionally, I would then turn that inward and I would destroy my life. right. So boyfriends would cheat on me, great, I'm gonna get arrested 10 times. you know I mean it would it, it wasn't obviously you know in a thoughtful way, but it was that underlying, Message that I would give myself. Like, I'm going to show you how bad I am. Like, of right. course you left me because I am a piece of crap. Like, you know, I'm a piece of shit. Right. <clears throat> and so, yeah. So, and when I went to passages.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. So, <clears throat> you would get this invalidation, this rejection, this disapproval from your boyfriend or man in your life. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And are you saying that then you would punish yourself because once again, you are unacceptable? Yeah. Once again, you are not approved. And so where do you think that starts? Where does that start in your life that you realize, fuck,
3: I'm not good enough? When I was in school, when I was with a learning disability, like I traced it back to that. Like the stories that I created for myself with a learning disability was that I was stupid, and i was never ever going to be good enough. Did your parents give you validation? They did in their in their way. Like they oh, I always felt loved by them, but i also always felt judged by them. So it was that two the the you know, two-edged sword, right? You tell me you love me and i see that you love me because you throw money at me all the, all the time to fix me. Right. But you don't actually ask me what it is that i want. Right, You don't actually invite me in to the solution of what I should do. Right. So you're just throwing money at me, you know, again, throwing money at me. And, they, and they, they didn't know any better. They really didn't. Have
1: you broken through that now? Like, do you feel at this time where you're at, have you broken through this distance they created between you and them with money?
3: Uh, I mean, I, I got to be transparent and not at this moment. Like, right. not at this moment. There's, There's
1: still a distance maintained, and it's yeah. this money thing.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, to them, I'm broken, right? They don't see the victory. They see the victim, and they see the, the, the you know, I'm weak. I'm not, you know, they, they look down. Unfortunately, I, I mean, I'm completely honest. And yeah. You know this about me, Ch- Chumahan. I work in recovery, and they've never, ever seen that as something great.
1: Do you, Steve, does that sound weak to you? Does what you've heard from Conchetta up to this point sound weak to you at all? What does not, it sound not like? One bit. What does sounds it sound brave. like?
3: Brave.
0: Sounds legit. It sounds so, like a CEO. Sounds like a yeah. CEO. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, it you almost,
1: just, you know, what? I'm listening to you, Conchetta, and I'm listening to what you're using doing, using
0: every leverage point possible.
1: Right, and I'm also starting to think like, you know, if there's just some way to just twist the frame a little bit then all of those skills and all those ways that you think could actually be put to good use, but it would really require self-esteem on your part.
3: Yeah. Well, and I have found self-esteem in things and people, right? So I didn't have that for myself. Right. Right. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's a work. It's proce- It's a process for sure. You don't gain, s- you know, listen, when I got sober at Passages and I went back to court, yeah. um, it was the first time that I was willing to basically take responsibility for the actions that I had done. Right. So when I, I remember going to court, I was, um, I was at Passages for 60 days. Yeah. Chris Prentice came to court with me, the right. owner the of owner, the owner treatment center. Owner of Passages. Owner, yep. Owner of Passages. And um, they asked him a question like, do you think that she belongs in prison? And she's, he said, I do not. I don't think that she belongs in prison because I don't think that she would get better in prison. Right. And what we've been doing with her is we've been, she's been getting better. Right. And so I knew, and I told my parents at the time, I knew that um, I'd been lying to them my entire life, like at every level, everything, because I didn't want to disappoint them. And I hated, I hated to have controversy Right. I would rather say yes I'm going to do this and then turn around and do the thing I wanted to do than get in a dis- disagreement with people. Like I'm a I I have a the inability to have an honest relationship with you because you're going to you're not going to like me. It's so, so crazy
1: because the way that I know you is is totally controversial. Right. You're a very controversial person. Yeah. Your positions on things are controversial and you have no you and I have had plenty of arguments. Right, where you've got one position, I've got one position, and nobody's backing Steelmate. down down. mate, yep, exactly. Right, so I've never, I've never <clears throat> known you to
3: be avoiding conflict, but maybe it's only with family? It's with family, because I have always been seeking them, or trying to seek their approval.
1: When, Conchetta, are you going to be able to not ever care if they approve of you or not?
3: Well, I'm getting there. You know, it's got to be God. It's got to be God, right? It's got to be my center had to shift. So, you know, I'll just kind of finish up that story because I don't want to leave it where I left it, where I went back to court, ready to take personal responsibility for the actions that I had created. And I told my parents, I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm probably going to go to prison for three years because it was a three. It was basically a three year sentence. They said, yeah, we'll let you go to treatment. But when you come back, you're going to do time. And so when I came back, the, let me tell you, the district attorney was gun, gunning for me so bad. Oh, he hated me. He was arguing, there is treatment in prison, judge. There is no reason she gets to go to a, 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 a treatment center. This is bullshit, you know, yeah. and all this stuff. So he's fighting. So I go back now, and I'm in front of them, and now they've switched positions. Now Judge Myra is like, you know what, I can't take another chance on you. Like this is, this has been going on for too long. And the district attorney said, you know what, judge, I think we should give her one more chance. So it was like people, we were all like, what? Some you kind know. of like God universe shot. It was a God shot. It was God knowing that I had truly shifted the internal dialogue and the, and that I was committed because I was committed. I was, I was clear that I wasn't going to do anything anymore. And I was clear that I was going to be a reputable person in this world.
0: Right. I, think, I think the the universe gets behind that realigns when there's a real internal shift, you know what i'm I think it has the power to make other things shift, you know,
3: yeah, yeah, it did i mean it it absolutely it was like it, i mean people's jaw dropped like the district like my friends that had come to support me from treatment were like, what what yeah, just happened? I I really, I'm it. a
0: firm believer in even that in like um like like with business right go ahead our decision to do something yeah the universe is gonna have to the the universe is already conspiring to support it and once we decide then the universe is just gonna get figure out where it needs to be in order for that to happen and i think that happens inside and internally i really think that it's all conducted from
3: in here yeah i mean i i i I agree with you steven i think that for me, after that, I went to sober living, and I had to clean up my record. Right? I, I was—I still had all those probation[s] that I had to go through and walk through, and and right. I, I was on Prop Thirty Six in two counties, and and they aligned them so I could only—I only had to do them in Ventura County. But like, I had to clean up a lot of stuff, and I was in sober living <clears throat> for about three months. So we basically we're going to go full full circle to where we started this conversation. How does someone with seven months own a treatment own, own a sober living? I was like, Chris Prentice, I told him, you know, he had these bands that he would, that you put on your wrist because he wanted to, you to snap them to wake, kind of like get you into the present. Al Sign shit.
0: Yeah, Al signs yeah. shit. She exactly. Knows, I know Al yeah, yeah, we know Al. Yeah.
3: For the rest of his soul. He's not here yes. anymore. Yeah. yeah, so he basically wanted to get you present. So he'd, he'd say, anytime you feel like you're drifting or whatever, snap yourself to get, bring you back to the now and on the bands it said it's perfect on it as it's perfect we live in a perfect universe right if you choose
1: to look at it that if way if you
3: choose to look at everything as a lesson then you learn and you learn from it then it is a lesson and if you do not then you keep learning that lesson over and over again and i could understand that like this was the first time i was like wow i get it i get that so when i went to Ojai and i went to sober living which is so bizarre, but anyway, I was living in a sober living and my parents were paying a lot of money for, at this sober living. And I was like, man, I could do this a lot better. Like, I have been to seven treatment centers. I know what sober people need and you could provide it. better. I can provide it better. She was in the master's program. I literally was in the master's program. And when I told Chris Prentice, he goes, great. I think that's awesome. And my dad's like, don't be ridiculous. You have to go work in a facility. You don't know anything about doing this. And I'm like, and he's like, and Chris Prentice was like, she knows everything about it. It's been her life. Like, of course she does. Like she's the perfect person to do it. And she, did your dad listen to Chris Prentice? No, he didn't. He like, <laughs> you know, my dad had an opinion of me, which is sad makes me sad but i gave him that that i gave him that dialogue like yeah. you showed up you i disappointed up. him every time yeah. he was trying to help me and save my life and i would yeah. embarrass him in his yeah. company having an affair you know i kept embarrassing him right like he, didn't, he,
0: he didn't come up with these ideas out of the blue no okay
1: right but but actually in a, in another way though Right When we were talking about that distance in the family, it yep. sounds like you were trying to get his attention.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I got it. He didn't want to have anything to do with me. I mean, when I drove that car off the cliff, <laughs> that was kind of like, you know, he didn't talk to me for an entire year. It was a brand new Mercedes-Benz. It wasn't even our car. I was. It was in a loaner. <laughs> and his
1: best friend owned the Mercedes dealership. Yeah, but you were in such a frame of mind that you were willing to drive off a cliff.
3: Yeah, drive off a 2,700-foot cliff and not get a scratch on me like it was like unbelievable i was like are you kidding me and And, you were mad that you didn't die of course i was i dropped 400 feet into like a a tree that was basically god's hand is the metaphor that i can come up with now because it was literally god holding me and not letting me and going nope you don't get to die i don't drove off
1: a cliff and
3: you a tree caught you tree caught me suspended me in air not one scratch. Not not even a I couldn't even claim a, a, a airbag burn because the car was facing down this way. I was seat belted in and the and the airbags went straight up. So I couldn't even get burned and be right. and have some sympathy. Right. I'm I was you. like, Oh shit, I'm in a lot of trouble now. Yeah. How do you get out of that on scale? Did you climb out? I climbed my way up to the top and I had done it in front of an officer because I'd gotten a DUI or not a DUI, I got an open container on the way up. Yeah. And I had went to the casino, lost every dime I had. Yeah. My daughter had been taken away from me that same week Kay. and said, I hate you. You know, I want you ruin my life. Right. That's what, that's what she told me. So I felt like complete crap about myself. Right. And I was like, I, all I do is hurt people and, and, and hurt people and hurt people. Right. And I'm tired of hurting everybody. You know, I'm right. tired of everybody being upset with me. I'm tired of this life. I'm tired of it. And so, um, when I did that, I was driving and I was looking. uh, It was up in Porterville. Do you know anything about? Yeah. Yeah. So I was going up that windy up to Spring Valley. A lot of
0: time in the Central Valley. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
3: Spring Valley was going up to Spring Valley, and I was uh, because I'd been up there before, and I knew that the 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 uh, elevation would continue to go up. And I was looking like uh, it was five o'clock in the morning. Lost Mm. every dime in my bank account, and I was looking off to see if this would be a good place to go off. Like I was driving really slow and all of a sudden I, he- I see these lights, these cop lights behind me and I'm like, Oh no, motherfucker, you're not going to, you're not going to arrest me. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, uh-uh, we're not going to do this again. So I, I backed it up in front of him and I shot off the hill, the mountain. Yeah. Like Thelma and Louise. Like Thelma and Louise. Yeah. When I went to treatment, my, it was like, it was this gay guy that owned the treatment center and he's like, welcome back i heard you pulled the Thelma and Louise uh, yeah. without the Louise and yeah. i was like yes thank you
1: yeah. you drive you back up the cops are like holy shit they got the co- they
3: all thought i was drunk i wasn't drunk i didn't have any drugs in my system so i wasn't drunken on drugs and i was like no and the cops like well what seems to be the problem and i'm like um i'm trying to kill myself
1: my life is shit yeah you know? Hold on a second what did it feel like when you first went over the cliff
3: I mean, I thought I didn't have much thought is like, finally, this is going to be over. Like it was a relief.
1: You felt relief.
3: I felt like this was going to be done. Like I'm going to be done. Like it's going to be sad. It's sad that Bianca isn't going to have a mother that killed herself. I couldn't even get past that. I was like, you know what? Yeah. But at least my parents wouldn't have to be getting these phone calls every other day. Like at least they'll be sad, but they're not going to live with this anguish day in, day out.
1: It'll be finality.
3: It'll be finality. Yeah. So
1: Steve, let me ask you this. <clears throat> you have mm. a daughter. Mm. And let's say she's struggling in the same way that Concetta was, right? Mm. Okay. And then let's say that. In the same way that Conchetta was, she decides I'm going to end it. She does, and miraculously, mm. she comes out of that unscathed. Do you go an entire year not talking to her? Uh,
0: I me? Yeah, I'm asking I, you. I wouldn't, but I, um, I'm probably a very different person than her dad is. Yeah, how so? Um. Is the dad the guy who created the produce company and all that? Yeah, pretty sharp guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He's made some some smart moves, and uh, sounds like he built pretty much a, a, an empire. Yes, right? yeah. And so that supported you and everybody else. And he's probably the matriarch of the whole deal, right? Yep. Patriarch. Patriarch. Patriarch yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, me and him are two different dudes.
1: Yeah, but so what <laughs> are you saying though? I don't get that. Is that? I mean, I understand that you just laid out the stats, but what's the theory behind it? What are you saying?
0: Well, her dad, for one, probably didn't suffer with the alcoholism and the depression and the types of things that she went through that if Sophia went through, I've gone through.
1: You understand. Right.
0: The other thing is, um, the other thing is, um, I was gonna say was, yeah, so I come from a different place from that. Her dad seems, um like he has some semblance about him, but he may not be the same type of person. If he can't under, if he's coming from a whole different place, a business mind and, you know, he's, things are in order and he's still trying to help out and make it happen. And she just isn't, you know, not receptive. She just can't pull it off and he doesn't know what alcoholism. then, then no, he's, he's not. So if I were her dad, I would probably be the same way. Maybe not talk to you for a year. Maybe that would be... It was like the straw. Yeah. It was
3: the straw. It was kind of yeah. like the straw that broke the... Ca- it was embarrassing again. Again, right. I've embarrassed him. You know, my parents are that old school people that basically say, don't go out of the house and embarrass us. We have a name in this town. Right. And we lived in Bakersfield. It was a small town. And so we kept. I kept embarrassing him. I ended up in the paper, arrested. You know, that's embarrassing. You know, my mom is in church every single day, lighting candles, you know, Catholic. And here... You know, it started for me when I was sixteen. Hold on, or fourteen.
1: I get all that, and I understand what you're saying, Steve. So, okay, let's say he's an old school person, and he's mm-hmm. from a different whatever. Mm-hmm. And as a result, he doesn't understand it. Yep. Right. He just thinks that you're being weak. Yeah. Right. You're right. just being weak. Yep. Okay. I guess what I'm having a what's bump, what I'm bumping up against is I understand not speaking to you when you go to prison for fucking around again one more time. Why? Be, why okay. bro okay i'm gonna tell you why why okay because i'm not saying i would do that but i would understand that more because she's still alive she's still alive to learn a yeah, lesson Yeah, but she was
0: breaking the law
1: yeah but you know what she yeah okay she's breaking the law and she's done it a million times right and i got tired of it <sighs> and it keeps getting worse so then i think now it's the time for tough love maybe you got well you got an opinion
0: about that what is it it just sounds like you're always wanting to jump on it just because you're different than how other people are. Like, the dude might have not done nothing wrong. That might have been his best way of loving her and showing her dude. that trying to get her attention.
1: Well, listen, I don't think the guy did I, anything wrong. I'm not necessarily saying he did anything wrong, but I'm just saying I'm not being honest. If I don't feel like it doesn't take Shoot. a mental giant, doesn't take a genius, all right? This is just me. That's Chumahan. Steve's okay. not saying it. is not saying it. Right. All right. Listen, there's a lot of things that I say. Okay. There's a lot of insights that I have. Some of them are right. Some of them are wrong. But I'm telling you right now, Mm -hmm. when somebody drives off the cliff in a suicide attempt and it's my daughter, even if she's been, listen, Uh and maybe like in a weird fucking sexist way, right? I Mm -hmm. might even kind of understand if it's a son. Even then I don't, but let's say I'm like, but it's my daughter. She just drove herself off a cliff. She, Mm -hmm. and that's a real, that's not like, oh, I took 10 pills and and I called you about it. Mm -hmm. That's not like I scratched on my thing and I'm not saying that's okay. I'm just saying it's not a cry for help. This is beyond that. This is like, I'm really ending it. I'm saying for me, and I don't think it takes a mental genius to think about it a little bit. Take Mm -hmm. some time to think and reflect. It's not just black or white. I would, say, especially if you built an empire, you have some ability to reflect. Mm-hmm. I would sit and think that, like, I would be like, that might not be the time for a year of silence. That's, that's all I'm that's, saying.
0: Yeah. You think yeah, that's I mean, crazy?
1: You think I, I, I'm I,
0: over the top saying I, no, no, that? I just don't. I just don't. A man
1: I, with experience who go. Did your dad go to church? Yep. Okay. He goes to church. Does <laughs> he know the story of Christ? He knows the story of Christ. And what? And, and what did Christ do? What was t- Christ? What did he
3: do? What do you mean? He took every every one of our sins, and he took the brunt for everything. Right. So I'm I'm not even a Christian. So I'm not even a Christian, but Uh, Christianity doesn't have anything to do with what we're
1: talking about. Yeah, it does. Because what I'm saying is, it's it's in his mind.
0: I don't think I don't think I personally don't think your dad did anything wrong. I think that's probably how he was built, how he's assembled. He comes from a different time. It comes from a different time than him. It was a different time than me, yeah. He was raised differently, he
3: was just heartbroken, yeah. He was heartbroken,
0: I, he was heartbroken, so he that. doesn't
1: talk to his daughter who almost yeah, killed herself. And son. I also,
0: and I also feel like I also believe that your dad was doing the best, he was doing whatever was the best thing for you. I don't think that your father was doing anything. I'm gonna punish her, and I hope that she tries it, again. yeah. I it think wasn't he was intentional trying to get your attention or like this. Somehow is going to make her feel in a way where she's going to stop doing this. Well, when you get hurt, she's going to, you know,
3: when you hurt somebody over and over and over again, right? When you actually are the perpetrator of somebody being injured, yeah. So my father was getting injured by me, and he just couldn't take it anymore. It was like, where does that line is enough? When's that enough? You know what I mean? I'm going to
0: tell you something.
3: You may forgive. I'm
0: going to give you an example in reverse. Go ahead. My daughter. Stop talking to me, iced me, iced me because I couldn't get sober. She iced me and she was only 17 and she iced me for three years. She would not speak to me and I didn't beat her. I didn't, I might have emotionally because I couldn't get sober. Yeah, you're trying to get her attention. But um, she did this, man. And And when I tried to call her at six months and at a year, she told me twice, don't ever call me again or you'll never speak to me again. Do not call me. I will call you when I'm ready, if I'm ready. Mm. And I had everybody around me, even my sister, and I had other kids, Sophia's age, daughters. Why would you do that? You're doing so good. You're struggling, you're a dad. Why would she turn her back on you? Everybody had all these reasons why she shouldn't be doing what she's doing. But my daughter separated herself from me, man, so she could, she needed to do that because she's healthy. Yes. Not because I needed my daughter to feel sorry for me. No, she's healthy and she's strong. And whether I was going to show up or not or fall on my face or not, she had to do what she needed to do in order to continue to move ahead in life, man. And I was mad at Sophia. I had a resentment at my daughter because yeah. I got ten other people's daughters telling me how great That's you are. So bad. Yeah. Gee, that sucks. She just doesn't understand. One day she'll get older and she'll understand. One yeah. day she'll know. No, I sat down with her. She did reach out to me at two and a half years of sobriety. She called me. And we have sat down. She explained to me. And there is no her getting older or her getting no. That was what she needed to do. And she explained why she did it. She showed me why she did it in her yeah. actions. Yeah. And uh, but I had a lot of people intimately around me telling me how she should act and the reasons why and why they wouldn't.
3: Yeah, but they're which different. fed you, which, which can feed a narrative and make you more resentful because Jeez. you're like, yeah, you want you want answers and you want like, that's terrible. you want to be in the victim. Oh, yes, it's terrible. It's terrible mm. that my dad didn't talk to me for a year. I get to enroll people in hold on, sorry hold, for on me.
1: hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Now number one, I respect what you said, Stephen. I understand what she's doing, which is drawing a boundary, right? But she's... Now, look, this is what I'm going to say. I totally respect that, and I understand that. But, number one, she's your daughter, and you're the parent. So, in my mind, this is just me. And I'm not saying this so you can feel sorry for yourself, Conchetta. I'm not enrolling you into that. But when we get into radical ownership of what we do... Mm -hmm. The more I take ownership and responsibility, Steve, for what I do, the more I can start to see in other people what they're not doing. They're not doing. And what I'm saying in the sense of the dead, clearly there's a problem in the relationship. Yes, you have a part to play, Conchetta. I'm not alleviating that. And I, honestly, Steve, I don't see this, her situation the same as yours and your daughter. Mm-hmm. Because the, you're the man, you're the father, she's a daughter- she, I think you didn't drive off a cliff to kill yourself. Maybe you did some crazy stuff that I don't know yet. But my point is, is like I don't see it as the same. What I'm saying with Conchetta is is that it sounds to me like there, there was a problem in the relationship between her and her dad. Her dad's not a bad man. I'm not saying this to say he's a bad guy at all. I'm just saying there's a problem in that relationship for seemingly a non-acceptance of some kind or whatever. And Conchetta has to grow up and understand, like, okay, I'm gonna own, like, I don't need that validation. I can't I'm never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Probably. Yeah. Right? Uh, and yeah. you okay. So she, but when I start to do that, then I start to think about the dad. And yeah, you can say he's from a different time period. You can say, but what I'm also saying is is like he's not foreign to compassion. He's also not foreign to understanding what role he might have had to play. In the setup, and then when my daughter goes and tries to kill herself at the end of a really bad run of shit, right? I'm saying I'm not gonna not talk to her for a year on that. That's me. Yeah. And I don't think it takes that much. Well, I think you should leave it like that. Bro.
3: I think yeah, I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect, Juman. Because you're not because, gonna do, you know? Because here's the thing: you're not gonna do that, and. But we can't judge others for the what they need to do to take care of themselves right The only thing that I can do moving forward is like right now I'm not having I, I'm not in a relationship with my family my family has kind of stepped away from me this last year it's been crazy okay hold on put it yeah. put it
1: put it on that so listen Steve on this already again we're back at this cycle and so what I'm trying to do is not necessarily alleviate concetta responsibility and I'm not but I am having a judgment. Absolutely. I, you can have it. Okay. And my point is, is now, now we're back again in another scenario. Here's this woman sitting in front of you. Okay. She's gone through all of that. Now she's back in the cycle. Once again, the story is, they've stepped away. You know, I'm trying to do this. They've stepped away. And again, we're back here again. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. No, but that's <laughs> Let a your family step away, bro. It's about Conchetta right
0: now. And that's Her part family's of family's doing what they're doing.
1: No, but yeah. my point is is that uh, I'm trying to understand the pattern. To, to I guess I'm this trying to solve it. This woman's killing
0: it. This woman's killing it
1: with or without them. With that dad's No, but out look, but, 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 no, it's not. This woman, right, is doing whatever it is that she's doing, but I'm saying the pattern's still back. It's still the
3: same thing. Well it's an enabling pattern, so they how does that work uh, so I was enabled I was enabled for a really long time and then when it was time to grow up, I was enabled for so long that I was stunted so right. I didn't have the opportunities or the tools to know what to do like okay, great I'm supposed to be an adult but I'm but I've not been an adult I've right. not acted like an adult I've not had adult responsibilities you know I haven't had to really work and keep jobs like I've every time I fall, you pick me up. Right. That's the pattern that we've created in our relationship. Right. So right. how do I now be an adult? You know, yes. N- am I saying that it's, it's their fault? No, but there is a combination of responsibility that gets to be looked at where my family, they just, th- they just point the finger at me. Let
0: me ask you something. Yeah. From the time you were born, did you kind of have this life where you were kind of like, you had it good on a, like a financial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yep, were provided yes, for. And, yep, yep. And, and before you started really fucking it up, mm-hmm. was there plenty of opportunity that was provided to you?
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. My parents always, I mean, so from the time I was 17, I was already in treatment centers. Right. So, yes, they tried to fix it for me. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask me if I wanted it fixed. Right, right. They, they, Fixed it for me. They came yeah. in, which parents do, and I get it because I work with a lot of parents and I go, okay, have you asked so-and-so if they really want to be sober? Because until they truly want to be sober and they want to live a different life, you're doing this for you and that's incredibly selfish on your part. Totally. Because you're making you're 18, it about
0: you. But until you're 18, yeah, you ain't making your own decision.
3: Till you're 18, you're not making your decisions. Right. No. We no, didn't maybe. ask Vincent. We
0: didn't ask my son whether he wanted to go to... Uh, Wilderness camp, yep. Or he wanted to go to a boys' uh, treatment center. We took his ass and kidnapped him and took him. Of course, him because the kid was gonna kill himself. Because you're like you're and, gonna and, die, and as a parent, right. you That's need right. to
3: so you need to save your kid's so, life. Oh
0: yeah, I wasn't asking anybody how they felt and what they wanted. Right,
3: right. after
0: 18, I understand. Yep. And and what you're saying, they still were. I know we had to separate ourselves. Yep. He had to be. He can't live with us. He can't. So you want to get sober? Right. I yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah. But you were, and did your dad give up on you in the beginning? No, no, he
3: did. Obviously he did not. And, but my mom, you know, there was, it was dysfunction there. There's dysfunction in the family sure. when stuff like this is going on that people don't want to say there's dysfunction in our family. It's her problem. If you can get sober, if you can do this, if you can do that, everything will be Right. But no, there's dysfunction, and oftentimes the addict is the most normal person out of the entire dysfunctional family. They're the one that's kind of going, this isn't going on, this, is, this, you know, this isn't right, and I'm, and I'm speaking out by using drugs and alcohol to say this is not right in our family, what's going on. Right. So, you know, when you're, you know, I was brought up with parents that were, were, you know, they were, I won't say punitive, but I will say they were strict. They were strict. And your mom's super judgmental. My mother is, I love my mother so much. And I, I've i always idolized both my parents. Like, I i think so much of them. But yes, my mother is judgmental. My she said has her heard. mother
1: is super intelligent, is an, an amazing woman in a lot of ways. But you take one look at her, and she can, she, she doesn't even have to tell you, Steve. Sure, sure. She sure. can size you up well, with her let eyes. Let me you a little secret. Uh, 99.9% of families... Yeah.
0: Or dysfunctional.
3: Yes, absolutely.
0: He came out of one. I came out of one. You came out of one. Was yeah.
3: Dysfunctional
0: oh, too. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Four out of four.
3: And it's like, but it's like, okay, you're sending me to treatment or you're sending mm. me to therapist and you're telling the therapist what's wrong with me, but you're right. not, brunt, you're not taking the responsibility and saying, you know what? There's some things that we got to do differently here because the response is not going well. Right, and so this is what I'm trying I to put my finger
0: on. I think that's the type of stuff that we know from being alcoholics, and absolutely be surrounded by. It. And if that's not your experience, yes, you could be, you could be, the, the you get to thinking. Can you fix my child? Just get them right. Exactly, you get to thinking like that when you go, okay, and just give them a car, and get them the that thing, and put them in that, and that's gonna make. And
1: you start thinking that that's how things work. Okay. So come, that might, but that it might, ain't working. And you got, av- you listen, listen, Steve. Yes, of course. And especially somebody that thinks m- money is going to solve all the issues, right? Is going to be doing stuff like that. But here's the thing, right? And when you're in business and you're doing business and, and, and like, let's just take it off with the families. Let's just, let's just put it uh, out there. You have to be able to recognize, uh, 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 you have to be able to see evidence You have a theory on how the business is going to work And then you get a response you got to be able to evaluate right. that response And you've got to be able to evaluate it correctly In order to continue to make money right. That's the kind of mind it takes Right. So when you're throwing gifts, money, thing at a kid And it's not working That's not business
0: you're talking no, no. about emotional stuff. With no, your no,
1: family, no, 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 no. But the business. faculty, listen. I don't know why you guys fuck with me so much. <laughs> you <guys laughs> are, can, with you. you are you are, me, are fucking that? with me because I said the faculty to recognize evidence.
3: Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. When you are doing business things for this emotional problem, uh-huh. and you're getting back. Uh, failed evidence zero
3: in return (laughs) zero in return
1: it doesn't take a genius to be like okay that's not working but if you keep persisting at it in that way that means you're not committed to
3: changing yourself Well, here's the deal. When you're in a dysfunctional family and your mother is fixing the problem behind your father's back in the beginning because she doesn't want to annoy your father or get your father upset. Right. Like there's a lot of dysfunction that happens early on. Right. Yeah. You don't just become a liar. You learn at a young age, you don't, you don't step out of the womb as a baby and go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lie about some things, you sure. know? Right. You're like going shopping with your mom in Beverly Hills and she's telling you to hide all the packages in the, in the car before, you know, the, for the next day. That's fascinating. So your parents don't, so your dad doesn't see and know right. that's not a new outfit, right? So you're learning things and it's okay because your mom's doing it. But when you're doing it, it's not okay. So you're getting these mixed messages and mixed signals as a kid. And you have to understand that, wow, at the end of the day, you get to have responsibility and go, you know what? That probably wasn't the best thing that I taught you. And let's sit down. Let's sit down and have a conversation of why that was not so good. And let's teach you something differently instead of saying, do what I, you know, basically do what I do, do, do what I say and not what I do.
1: Oh my God, dude. If I, if, I, if I had a dollar for every time my dad told me that.
3: Yeah. And if let me tell you something. I went through that same thing
1: that you went through. And this was a situation where, oh my God, I was probably like five years old. Okay. And I lied. I told everyone at school that uh, the Easter bunny came and they put a Michael Jackson glove in my <laughs> Easter basket. Okay. I told everybody that. My friends came over to the house and they asked. And my dad was sitting right there. And they go, where's the Michael Jackson glove? And then, I, I, and then my dad said, what Michael Jackson glove? And then they repeated the lie. I said, And my dad goes, there was no Michael Jackson glove. And then in front of my friends, my dad looks at me and goes, boy, don't you ever lie.
2: And I felt so
1: small, bro. Yeah. I felt defeated. I felt ashamed. And I was like, man, that's true. And I took it to heart. I was like, that's true. Why did I lie? I, obviously, I needed them to lie. Probably one year later, one year later, my dad is drinking with some Indian friends. They're at the table. Mm-hmm. They're singing songs. Then my dad starts. He goes, you know what? This is a song from my tribe. And he makes up a song. Mm. Right? Makes it up out of. He just makes it up right there. He's like,
2: hey, 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 hey,
1: hey. It was like crazy. Yeah. And right there in front of his friends, I said, that's not a real Indian song. Yeah, you you just made that up. Yeah, yeah, you lied. Yeah. I got the shit beat out of it. Yeah, me. of course Don't ever embarrass me in front of my friends.
0: Right? I, I, you want to know something? I got to go back to saying something. Go ahead. Is this Is that you You weren't born with this understanding. You weren't born with this understanding of, hey, uh, you know, uh, maybe, um, you know, if, if you show me this and I do that and that may not be right, you... You, I would assume you came to this understanding by talking with other alcoholics and other addicts that we're going through. And you start matching shit up and you're like, fuck, yeah, that doesn't feel, that doesn't seem right. Therapist working. And you come and you're like, fuck, man. The parenting that was going on in my house was kind of backwards. Yeah. And here I am kind of fucked up. And now I can try Right.
3: Yeah, of course. Am w- I, I? Am I kind of? You're okay totally with what I'm right, saying? and okay. my daughter basically saying it. My daughter said, "If you would have stopped enabling her earlier, she would have gotten sober faster." <laughs> That's now, what my, here's my what own I'm daughter. saying
0: is, if your dad mm-hmm. didn't go through treatment centers starting at 17 and experience from addicts and therapists and getting this information given to him, he might not have come up with that on his own. He may still be solving things the best way he knows how that may not. He may doesn't know that. You know, you're not born with this information that we have, bro. Okay, but you okay. got The information from somewhere as well.
1: Okay. But yes and no, you are right up to a point in terms of technical knowledge, but let me put it to you this way. Hmm. I think, or I feel that he wasn't living in a bubble. Right, and he wasn't in a pristine bubble. And we're, ta- we're not talking about over one year. We're talking over how many years, Conchetta?
3: I didn't get sober till I was 42. So 17 to 42 is what? <laughs> that's a lot of years.
1: Yeah, 25 years. Okay, so we're talking 25 years. I actually, now that what you just said, if that was his approach to a family problem, if his approach to a family problem didn't change over 25 years, then I actually think what approach. you're talking about. Who says that he ever approached it? Well, even that. That that's an approach. Not approaching is an approach. Okay. Not approaching is an approach. Just like not making a choice is a choice. Right. Okay. Whatever he did, twenty-five years, and it doesn't really change all that much, to me that smells like denial. Of course. I, oh, yeah. There well, probably is some denial. It's some denial some and it's,
3: it's all, all it's also it's also not it, it's denial and it's a lack of Honesty. Yes. Internal honesty. And that's sure. all I'm saying. Just In- like just like us addicts are. We right. have a lack of internal honesty that goes on with us. Like, hey, I've gotten three DUIs, but I'm not really an alcoholic. I mean, that is denial. That's like right. craziness, right? right. So there is insanity. Because we have dysfunctional families, it doesn't mean that they're normal, perfect just because I somebody agree. makes a lot of money doesn't mean that they agree. that they know what's going on? And I actually think, so this is what I, this
1: is my theory and I don't mean any disrespect at all. Mm. But this is my theory. I think the success of Conchetta's family, her father and mother, I consider it both their success. The success of her family was part and parcel of trying to create a mask or a denial to cover up some real deep problems that they have themselves with, let's say, intimacy, emotion, whatever. And it manifested itself in that way. And once they got to a certain level, I do think they thought, fuck, we are doing everything right for the most part. Otherwise, we wouldn't have what we have. And then they have uh, this daughter who um, is sticking out. Is not out, cooperating. Not crazy, cooperating. Crazy,
3: doesn't look, yeah. Right.
1: And so I'm saying like, uh, the refusal to address that over that length of time, I'm saying to me, is a little suspect. So I'm saying I don't know that he would even need to go through. He actually,
3: at least, did he ever sit through uh, like family day? Yeah, they went through one. Okay. Did, and he... And what happened? <laughs> it was funny. It's another another comical story. Like I'm in Sierra, Tucson, right? I'm in Tucson, Arizona. And they're telling him the script of how to read the script. You know his name is Cookie. His, his nickname is Cookie, but his name is Dominic. And so they're like, the therapist is calling him Nick instead of Dominic. So they're like, uh, Nick, use the feeling words, Nick. You know, <laughs> when you do this, <laughs> I feel. Now my dad's like, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Your life is wasting. What the hell are you doing,
2: <laughs> like, Nick? Read
3: them to me. I like their dad though. I do like her dad. Yeah. I'm not do I, like I, <laughs> I don't like it. Let me tell you. Say, there was a guy. Wait, wait, in wait, there. wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. This was so wait Hold funny. on, hold on.
1: Let's go back to this. That was such stop a it. great just moment. Stop. Just
3: stop it. Just stop it now. Like <laughs> he's just like, yelling at him. So
1: so okay. Hold Sounds on. Like Paul Rossi to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Paul Rossi. <laughs> so, wait a second. So let's just go back to this moment. Oh, All right. So you're in Sierra Tucson. Now imagine this. This is the best thing I've ever heard. You're sitting there. and and they're there on family day. Yep. And How you old got, are you?
3: I am In my 20s, I'm like 29.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm like
3: 29. I'm almost 30. Now, do you... No, maybe I was 30. I was 30. Okay. And and are
1: you feeling a little bit like, okay, maybe like there's going to be some kind of thing or do you already know it's not going to go good?
3: Well... I don't know what to expect because they go into a different session and they get trained up and then they come in to meet with us, you know, like.
1: So your mom and dad actually got softened and with, massaged. And my
3: sisters, yeah. they're and like, yeah. The
1: tough family got yeah. softened and massaged by a, a team of therapists who are like, okay, listen, this is a crucial point yep. in your, the person in your life right now, they're on the edge. And they need this family love and support. And we need to improve the communication. It's clear. And we're gonna put feeling words up. And this is really gonna change <laughs> the environment and the ecosystem and of the a whole
3: dialogue. It's when you I feel. <laughs> right, this right. is what you say. So right. so so so
1: there's, so 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 Use then, the
3: words, it's on a blackboard. Are you
1: guys in a circle?
3: we're in a circle and we have other people in the, in the in our therapy like my group my personal group in therapy is with us too so there's like five other people in there yeah with whoever they're with yeah. you know and so my dad's sitting in the chair across the way from me you
1: know? <laughs> is he smiling
3: no it's like, they're like they're like nick 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 look at the look at the, the script look at the script nick you know so he's already annoyed they're calling him nick who the fuck nick <laughs> so like and my mom and st- sisters are, like, in tears. Like they're, they're crying. They're laughing, laughing. Oh, they're laughing. Yeah, they're laughing. They're like, laughing. Like, like, I mean, underneath. I don't know if they're laughing then, but they were just like, like, oh, my gosh. It's one of those moments. My dad has some moments like, right. where it's hysterical. Right. So <laughs> he's sitting across from me, and he's like, Kachetta, tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Your life is moving, and, you're, and it's going down the hill. Tick-tock, tick-tock, just... <laughs> whatever it is you're doing, just start right now. You know, did he stuff. use any of the feeling words? No. And they're trying to, they're trying to re recalibrate him to the other side. <laughs> right? and, the, and he's not moving. He's yeah. not moving. And he's like, you know, my dad's bald headed and yeah. just like massive. He's, you he's know, strong. Big, yeah. He's big. Yeah. Yeah. Big guy. And so he's like, and so by the time they're done, we're done now. And now we're sharing. Now people are he, what they heard. All the people in the group get to go around and say what, what was going on. So <laughs>
0: that's cookies day?
3: Oh my God, so this guy in my group First of all, there's one guy there, and he's there for workaholism. My dad goes, "You're here for what?" <laughs> he's like, "What? What the fuck is that shit?" shit? Goes, I love, it. Goes, oh, I love it. I, That's I love Clint. it. I love Clint. it. Because yeah. my dad's a workaholic. There's right. What? Right. A workaholic. There's, what? there's nothing right. wrong with that. It he sounds healthy right. to, no, right. to me. No, Absolutely. He was like a, You should be he, at work. He was yeah. like, he was like a coach for the Dolphins, like you know, like Miami Dolphins. Quit Yeah. a vacation. He goes, "We need more people like you." What do you mean you're here for work? Yeah. Right. 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 I love this and so then there's a gay guy in our group and he's crying <laughs> sobbing and because he's like Can you, it? you know because he's telling me he goes you're like my son you know you you're strong like me just Stop this shit, you know, basically. Yeah. And so it goes around. The, the guy goes, he starts crying and he's like, The gay guy. The gay guy. And he's he's like,
0: like, Scared of your dad, off. Huh? Yeah,
3: scared, <laughs> scared. He's like, But she's not your son. But she's your daughter. <laughs> no. And starts
2: bawling.
3: Right. Oh my God. So that was the only oh my family God. session that my family ever came to out of Is the rest of the transaction. My mom and dad are alive. Okay. Yeah, my mom and dad. My mom's eighty three and my dad's eighty five. Okay. okay, so still goes to work every day, like you know. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, so there's been a, and you know, he. If you, Chimahan, I love what you said, and I and and I love you, you know. But you also have to understand that people that were raised in that era and yeah. before that, yeah. They didn't have that type of relationship with their parents either. Like, they didn't have parents that were talking about their feelings. Well, hold and, on a second. Hold you on. No, you know what? Listen, this is my. I, no, listen. My dad comes from eight brothers and four brothers and four sisters. Catholic family. My dad, my grandfather was at work and my grandmother was having kids. Like, right. there was no feelings. Listen, I understand that. Okay? I totally understand that. And they a, were Italians and they didn't speak
1: any English. So, listen, there was no feelings going listen, on there. I bring this up. And the reason why I want to not let it go is because while that's the common perception, and it's true to a certain extent where you go like, look, the generation they came from, yeah. right, is like this. And then like that. now that is true. But that generation came from other generations before that where things actually were also different. Yes. Right. in a, In a much more positive way. And the reason why I want to hold on to that is because here in the United States, we very much go back to about the 50s and the 20s, and then we just let it go. We go like, well, that was the 50s, 20s, and we act like that's as far back as you need to go. What we don't do is we don't say, why was society, right? Why was it that those people at that time were shut off emotionally? It wasn't just about education. It was also about the way the world was back then. Right and right. And who was in control of things back then, even for Italians and all that other kind of stuff, right? It wasn't an easy life, and all these other kind of reasons. And the reason why I want to bring that up is because, and Steve, this is why I want to say this is because a lot of times we have these parents that come from these places, and we don't follow through on the responsibility all the way through, and also through time. And I believe that's why we always get, I feel like there's an abundance of half measures today. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I believe that people are trying to get sober or they're trying to heal families and they only get so far. And it's partially because we've all absorbed a little bit like, well, these people are like that. You can't really do anything about that. Where did that come from? We don't know, but we can't deal with that. Blah, 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 blah. And to a certain extent, that makes practical sense. But it doesn't close the loop.
3: No, it doesn't. It doesn't doesn't let anybody off the hook, but here's the deal. Go ahead. When, When you're no better than anyone else when we judge what they should be doing, they're judging what we should be doing, and it's all about judgment. It's everybody's judging everybody. Right. No one is like going, you know what? How about let's bring God into this whole circumstance and go, God didn't judge anybody. He doesn't. He doesn't judge you. In fact, he brought his frigging son down to take Every single sin that you've ever had to deal with, and by your stripe, by His stripes you are healed. Like, but that's not how it works in real life with other people.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. And what I'm saying though is, is that uh, some of the people that you've talked about were raised and steeped in that tradition. Yeah. Right. You just brought up a tradition. Yep. Right. They were. They, in fact, they were more believers back then than now. And some of those same people are the ones that are judging the harshest. Yeah. So how the fuck do you reconcile that? And the only reason why I say it is because you're here now once again. Yep. And you're here now trying to figure out how I'm not going to judge. And for me, a little bit is judgment, but it's also evidence. It's also following the cause and effect. We live in a society now where we bowl out at about 1950 to 1930. We just forget all the chains of events that go beyond all that. As a result, people just think, oh, well, that's just the way people are. No, that isn't. There were alternatives. There were people doing absolutely 100% different things. Mm -hmm. And this is not okay now. Doesn't make them a bad person. But what's the next level in their development? And how do I know what's my stuff? and what's their stuff well look that's really what i'm trying to get like
3: i'm hoping to be you're hoping to be a different parent than your dad was to you oh i am
1: already a different you're already
3: you're a different parent than your parents were to you i'm a different parent than my parents were to me right 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 okay so we are changing that yeah right if we allow it now there's nothing we can do and the, the fact of the matter is i've cried too many times i've been hurt too many times i've Felt that pain too many times. Like my dad doesn't love me like this person's father does. It doesn't look this way. And I don't feel like Mm. my dad loves and cares about me in a supportive way, even though I know that's wrong because he's thrown his entire life, life's work and money at it. That's the best he could do. That's the Mm. best he could do. He was like, this is loving my daughter by whatever it costs. Like he said, whatever it costs to get you sober I would give my life for it. Except
1: he will not be vulnerable. Right. He won't
3: pay that. He doesn't price. know how. He doesn't know I how. I don't
1: believe that. That's where we turn. That's where I listen. This is just me. When you, you we look at, I, here's here's I, what's, I don't believe that. Here's what's here's to what's
0: vul- going to happen. To be here's vulnerable. No, yeah. you, here's what here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Go ahead. You'll get to find out in maybe fifteen years. 14 Go ahead. Years, Go ahead. When your daughter can be honest and starts pointing out yeah. the stuff that you couldn't do for her. Yeah. That you couldn't cut or meet the, meet the, and you'll go back and you'll go, fuck, but how could I, how could I have known that? And you'll start to make, you'll start to understand because you've come to that place with your daughter. Yep. I've come to that place with my kids. Wait a second. And until I got to that place, I could not see where the parent wasn't wrong, where the parent wasn't wrong. You should know better.
2: Right. You should
0: fucking know, man. You should know not to hit your fucking kid. I used to say that shit. You should know better than that. I don't care if you nobody taught you that. You should know that off the top of head. No. You're going to find out. You're just going to get to that place, Hold on man. a second.
1: Hold on a second. Listen. You're saying I understand what you're I'm saying. I'm not saying, cutting your dad's stuff. I'm not saying no, no, it's no, right no, 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 no. But I'm what I'm saying, saying you're is you're in a
0: very judgment. You're, you're on
1: some judgment stuff right now. man I think I'm on some realism shit. I think I'm actually pulling a card of what is a common assumption by most people. I'm not giving anyone a pass. But what I am saying is is that you know what? Most people, the common approach is like, well, they did the best that they could, and da da da. And to a certain extent, that's true. Yes, you can't go back in the past. But what I'm saying is, is this is a still an ongoing problem, Steve. How do you, how do you know something? know what do you mean i, I, you know, oh, you, I don't I, know yes, i don't a blind believe spot. That they don't it's re- a blind spot it's a, a blind spot a, i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say this it may be a blind spot but it's still ongoing steve and let it's, me tell it's you it's not it's yeah, not, it is when you, ongoing when yeah. you have
3: when you have a, when you when you can look and go okay look i've got three kids one of them not done not done so well in her life, but two of them are seem to be thriving. <laughs> then you're like, "Hey, you know, I guess I'm doing a pretty good job. It's obviously, you know, the, yes, I understand. You get to take personal responsibility. It drives me crazy that my parents ever't ever never said, like, "Hey, we fucked some such stuff. we We screwed up here. There's a lot of things that we didn't. Instead, they say, we shouldn't have enabled you for so long. Right. No, right. that's <laughs> the wrong way. That's the wrong message. The message is, yes, that was that was a problem. But what was the conversation that could have happened that was differently? Like, hey, Conchetta, what's going on with you that you are self-destructing? And how can we support you instead of telling me I'm wrong all the time? That's the difference by you say, saying that I'm wrong all the time and you should be doing this and you should be doing that. How many, how many of us have with the, you should parents, right, right, right. right, right? right that doesn't right. work. It doesn't work because you grow up resentful. You grow up feeling controlled. You feel up like your life is not your own. Like that's my stories that I created. Like I want to be able to live my life the way I want to live it and because you've raised a spoiled brat, I want the money to do it, too. Like, right. you know right, what I mean? Right, 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 yeah. right, right, And but, they might
0: be saying, no, it isn't that it doesn't work. Conchetta, you don't work.
3: Yes, Because yes. we all
0: fucking somehow don't do what you do. Exactly. Right, you know exactly Nobody
3: in this family is getting arrested. Right. Nobody's breaking and, the law. And, 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 they've
0: got a, and they've got a lot in their perception of the world yeah. to back up what
3: they're saying. Not only that,
1: we... they got a scapegoat For whatever problems are in the family, they have a list. They have
3: a list. They have a list on their wall with every single year, every single thing, every single bad thing. They think that it's helpful, but it's not because what basically Chris Prentice told them was people will live down to your expectations as well as up to them. If you consistently look for her to fail, she will give give you and deliver on that.
0: Do you believe that your parents love you?
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Do you believe that they did or are they with their actions in their, as fucked up as they may seem at times Yeah, that they, in their conceptual minds believe they're doing what they can for their daughter. Cause they want to help their daughter.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I also feel that they are not equipped or have the, they, they don't understand how to do it differently. They're so old school Chumahan. Yeah. They have no idea how to make that shift. So, Perfect example. I'll give you an example. Go ahead. So because I grew up with money and was enabled for so long, I'm not very good with money. May imagine that. Don't know how to be responsible with money, right? Yeah, you're money, gambling like crazy. Right, but it's like I don't <laughs> have the understanding because I really, no one sat me down. Like it would have been great if my dad could have sat me down and said, hey, Conchetta, this is how you budget things. This is how you do things like budget, you know, at, when I first got into business for myself after right. I got sober, my right. when I was seven months sober, right? And said, hey, I'm going to have... I'm going to spend the best money I can spend right now. I'm going to hire a money manager that's going to sit with you and school you every week and teach you the fundamentals of business. Mm -hmm. No, they threw money at it. And so when things don't work out, they can be right about it. Right? Right. You don't manage money. You're irresponsible. You don't do this. You don't do that. Right. It's like, okay, but how do you teach somebody something different? You empower them and tell them they can do it. And then you, put the people in place that can support that and allow them to learn because it's a teaching moment. If you don't just tell them they're wrong and bad and all this stuff, then it brings in the shame. Right. And the reason why I
1: want to approach it with a different attitude and with a little bit finer, like tooth comb on who's responsible for what is because my firm belief is that, that's how you are able to, not to alleviate yourself of what you need to do because as much as what Conchita's saying is correct, there's also a part of me that says, yeah, but you had your opportunity and you're your own person and you need to take ownership of that and, and figure out how to do it on your own, blah, blah, blah. I have that part that says that. But I also want to be, I think it's most helpful in getting to the next level of what you need to work on and improve on in yourself when you know where your parents' shit is And what is yours? If you are confused about that because you want to give them a pass because you're saying they did the best that they could or whatever it is, but you don't follow the logic all the way through and say like, okay, they really do own that. I don't own that. That's not mine. And I don't need to spend a bunch of time working on that because I don't own that. I'm not necessarily saying it to say like, well, now we need to wake up these people that have been the same way for 20 years.
3: Well, but no. I'm saying
1: for within a person who's analyzing themselves and wants to get the most out of yeah. what they got and they have to be able to realistically look at all that stuff and, and maybe not just throw it under that. Well, well, you
0: know, that's I've, all they knew. And I agree. There's the, I agree hundred percent that there is obviously dysfunction, right? There's definitely something going
3: on. Yeah. But,
1: but-
0: I don't see it in the, like, you know, I've heard, Similar stories to yours. Mm-hmm. Similar stories where the family was like they were done at twenty one. Yeah, and they had enough money to feed the entire country. Yeah, like some of these people were probably better off than you were. Of course, and they were like, of course, uh, it's no. a wrap. Yeah. Don't even call us. Just right. done, done. And I think that's even more like okay. Yeah, that, what is that going to fix? Exactly. You know, like that, that's your child or whatever. You. Know? I don't see it like that. I see it like. Yeah, there's dysfunction, and and he cut her father cut her off of dear, But I also I'm hearing a lot of things that were provided, and a lot of them, yeah. s- trying to opportunities, stay opportunities totally and trying to stay in it the best they could for a while as yep. this was continuing. Yep. and it wasn't like she. Fucked it up for like ten years. And no, it. no, no, no. You were running it through, and you were fucking affecting everybody. You know,
3: you are running a mug. No, I was, I was hitting everybody, every corner. Like, <laughs> every, I made sure every single sister was affected by it. You know, but I made sure years, that. All I think there's,
1: and yeah. so what I'm saying is, is that, so my initial point that kicked off this whole controversy was mm-hmm. only it wasn't that wasn't even a controversy, just a little. Yeah, uh, but, uh, up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, was basically to say. <laughs> <laughs> was basically to say that in an instant where my daughter who's screwing up almost kills her not almost kills herself really would have died in that crash I'm just saying me personally I wouldn't have picked that time to say I'm not talking to her for a year that's what I'm saying well, I'm not saying I'd give her money I'm not saying I wouldn't uh, but that would be you know maybe when she you know costcoed up the entire South, Southern California and was like all <laughs> well, that I might not talk to her for a year on that one I might be like, you know what? That's it. You, 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 but like, if my daughter, no matter what she did before, no matter what she did before, I'm telling you right now, I don't care if she invented mustard gas right before. If she, and my daughter, she drives off a cliff, and the only, and she would have died if it wasn't for a tree. I definitely wouldn't have been. I might not have. No,
3: you might have said, "What are we doing now? That what What's going on with us? And how we're, uh, how we're." Approaching her that this is the, ch- this is the solution. Right. Right. Maybe you might. I, that's what all I'm right, saying. Right. And. It was like. They're raising my kid. You know, they, they've taken on so many responsibilities that are mine. Yeah. It's like, wow. How much more could you, could I have done to them to be disrespectful in their eyes? Like, it's like, you don't even give a crap what were given to you right, and i didn't right, 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 i right, didn't right, 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 i really right, wanted right. like there was a part of me that wanted them to spend every single dime because of how <laughs> because of how hurt i was inside
0: right wow like, that makes sense though. you yeah. know what i mean yeah. and it was like
3: that was the pain but what i will say is what i was getting to was you know there's been so many breakdowns even sober like 13 years sober like so many financial breakdowns and break breakdowns where They've had to step in. They've had to step in to where instead of... Right now, they're not talking to me and haven't talked to me since August. So instead of saying, you know what, we're not going to... They just don't know how to manage and say, you know what, Conchetta? We love you. We absolutely love you. But we are never going to give you another dime until you figure your life out for yourself. Like, we're not going to... they don't know how to separate that. So they just say, I can't talk to you and I, I won't be. Or afraid. they don't
0: know how to set up boundaries. Right. No, they don't.
3: They don't. So They can just
1: do the extreme one and the, that's the, it. it.
3: It's the extreme. It's the extreme. Now, not only is, you know, we're not talking to you, but your sisters aren't talking to you and your daughter's not talking. You know, it's like everybody. That's fascinating. It's like it's like a cult. It's like a cult of we don't know how to behave differently. But so all we're going to do is just cut that that's, line off. Oh, okay. like, maybe, you know,
0: maybe that'll get you
1: right. Well, you know what? That's interesting, though, because. No, what, I what think Conchetta's, that's cruel. What Conchetta's saying is, is that it's weird because they could just as easily. She's not out fucking around anymore, and that and with the drugs and all that. Yeah, right? yeah. So okay, so she's having financial difficulty, let's say, or some kind of blow up or whatever. What Conchetta's saying is that right now her whole, not just the dad, the entire family system doesn't know how to interact with her. Mm-mm. Nope. Without they giving, know how to without, yell at me
3: and tell me that. Without I'm, giving her money. Yeah, they they don't they do not know how. So to so that the way.
1: only option that the family the whole family thirty years into this the whole family unit knows how to do is just be like, oh we're not going to talk to you.
3: Yeah, I called my dad to tell him I was sorry the other day. <laughs> yeah. You know, and there's a long story, and I don't want to get into it. But I called to just say I was sorry because. I've been in Bible college, and really what I've learned was you know what? It's just, it, there doesn't have to be an I'm sorry, and this is the, is the the, 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 the. It just uh-huh. needs to go, hey, I acknowledge that I was wrong, and I'm sorry, and I want you to hear me.
2: Uh-huh.
3: And my dad was like, we just got another bill for this, and this. you know, it was about money. You're know, like, he's mad about money. He's mad about the amount of money that he has spent <laughs> on me. Like, I put a gun to him's head and said, You had to give me this money. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Right. He's, he's, he ties money. Money is such a profound possession to him because I understand he works really hard, Steve. He goes to work every single day. But he wants to. He wants to. But it's, he understands the value of money and his child does not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his child does not. Uh, okay.
1: Uh, and, but, but on that, on that, let's take it back to now. What are you doing? What is the project that you've grown that is something that's given back? I mean, so you've heard all this. We've gone into deep. Yeah. This. What are you doing now?
3: Well, I'm supporting. I'm I'm like helping others. Like I'm building out a trade school. I mean, that's my big thing is I'm building out a trade school because I realized that I should not have been given a fish. I should have been shown how to fish. Right and if somebody would have shown me how to fish and i would have had a trade and i would have understand that hey you don't have to be you don't have to be a student you don't have to go to college if you're not a student and you can't get into college don't worry you can learn something else to support yourself in going in getting your life together
1: and what's the name okay, first of all how does somebody who cheated their way through school all of a sudden decide i'm going to create my own trade school how does that happen
3: because there was nothing out there and this 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 academia world is so backwards like think about it nowadays let's look at it in today's world go ahead if you don't have a 3.0 yeah you're not getting into any good colleges
1: that's true you're
3: not that's which is true. sad because that is somebody that actually is a good student but if you have a 2.0 you're really not going to school.
1: Unless you're related to somebody that can get you in.
3: Well, yeah, unless you've, you're Felicity Huffman or whatever. You right, know exactly, you exactly. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if if there was an option, what if there's an option when you're a sophomore in high school and you know you're not a student, you've never been a student in your entire life. You're not going to be a student. You're never going to be a student. But what if it, when, when you're a sophomore, if there's something that is a, is a track that says, hey, if you want to go down the trade track... We're going to let you go down that track. If you want to go down the scholastic track or the academia track, this is your route. Like, why not show kids that theirs can be a different opportunity? And so,
1: what did you create? What's the name of it?
3: Holistic Learning Sanctuary. And at Chumahan, helped me with it. We basically started a 501c3 that supports. It was supposed to be for, su- for supporting people with substance use and mental health disorders to learn a trade and go to work. So they, after they got out of treatment and sober, now they have an opportunity to do something with their lives. Instead of living off SSI, picking up disability checks, that doesn't work. Right, right. It doesn't work and they right. never have anything that they can call that they can be proud of. Right. Of course, of course. Like you can't even live off of social security. Right. So uh, how the hell are you going to take care of a family? Yeah, it's, Perpetuates yeah. the problem. You're just throwing money at people like my parents did for me. Right. Like it didn't work. Uh, now this is making
1: a new level of sense to me that while you're sensitive to the concept of just throwing money at people, but not giving them something that they can feel personally, like some esteem, some yeah. personal esteem about. <clears throat> so what trade do you, Do you teach at your holistic learning sanctuary? So
3: five trades. We're building out five trades and we just bought a nine acre. I didn't buy it. God bought it because I just filed bankruptcy two years ago. There's no way in hell I should be freaking buying a house. I just bought a nine acre property to build out this trade school, which is so crazy.
1: Who's God's real estate broker? How did that happen?
3: Exactly. Because my parents don't have any idea that I just bought a house. Like, they're <laughs> like, could you imagine? My dad? My, my daughter wrote me a letter at Christmas. She didn't call me. She didn't text me. She didn't do anything. She wrote me a letter that said, maybe just one day, mom, you could own your own home. And I was already an escrow. So that's God. That's oh, amazing. That's a God. That's a God. So you
1: and, got this nine acre property, holistic learning sanctuary. Yep.
3: It's culinary, agriculture. So mm-hmm. farm to fit table. Um the arts, construction, and computer science.
0: Wow. I love that. Yeah. What so do you think about that, hey, man? That's great.
3: Isn't that amazing? So and yeah. it's not gonna just be open to the population that we all are. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Basically. Yeah. It is actually open to everybody. We're gonna open it up to everybody. Where's it located? It's in San Diego. It's in the Ramona, in Ramona.
0: Oh really? Yeah.
3: Right. That's so where you're located. That's now where we're located. Yeah. And I really, really want part of this show to like pitch to the property brothers because how many how many years have we worked on this
1: i mean i want to say like four or Three. three three
3: it's been three since 2017 we yeah. formed a holistic learning sanctuary
1: oh my god but that was a whole let me tell you something applying for uh, a nonprofit status with school. the irs yeah. and, but but as a school and in fact the accountant later they came back and were like well did you put in this policy and that policy and we had yeah, but I mean, it's a it's a big process. It's more than just like collecting, you know, just filling out a little paperwork. And, and my parents something.
3: think I'm crazy. My parents are like, you know, I told my parents I said I want to start a a nonprofit, and they're like, you've always been a nonprofit. Like,
1: <laughs> oh. Funny,
3: funny, funny. Right? You know, and but I was like, I want to open up a nonprofit trade school, and they're like, that's never gonna happen. That's never gonna happen. Like, and here
1: we are. How, and so you've already run some tests, some pilot. Yeah, we've had a
3: couple of classes, like uh, culinary classes, which, you know, didn't do so well. Like what worked was, yeah, that we're committed to doing this. What didn't work is having a bunch of uh, people that are in recovery come to... Try a culinary class and not be committed. Right, right. like right. It, right. it needs commitment, right? Right, and so that's why I decided to open it up to everybody. And I right. told Chumahan from day one, I said, "You, you know who's going to build this school for me? The Property Brothers. The Property Brothers are going to build that school. I see it happening. Like yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. This is
1: a woman of vision. And yeah, yeah I do have. Vi- have
3: I, I definitely <clears throat> have visions. The and and also Andrew Zimmer is going to build the kitchen. Like I've said that since day one. Right. And like Andrew Zimmer has been sober a long time. He he, he was homeless on the streets. Like he has an incredible story.
1: So if people want to donate to <coughs> Holistic Learning Sanctuary, it's yep. a, it's a it's a write off. So if you donate, it's a write off. Absolutely. Write-off. Where do they go, or how do they contact
3: Holistic you? HolisticLearningSanctuary.com. And you can go, and you can go to our website, and you can donate. There's um, many different ways to donate. You can donate through PayPal. You can donate through... Venmo, You can donate through checks. You can do do Facebook. You know, Facebook, we collect money anyway. And right now, what we're at right now, now that we have the property, we are at the building of the culinary program out. We're going to build out the culinary and the agriculture together so people can learn farm to table and learn how to grow and sustain their own fruits and vegetables. And then take that into the kitchen and learn how to cook with those. Wow. And so yeah, so that's great. That's what Any we
1: upcoming did. events or fundraisers?
3: Well, we're gonna have some soon, but literally, we're gonna get to figure out how to get this uh, this whole whole deal to the Property Brothers because I'm I'm working on a letter right now. <sighs> okay, we even wrote a letter to the president, didn't Donald we, Donald Trump? Yeah, we wrote a letter to him saying, yeah. hey, we need to, to we pull, need money. We need to pull trades. And guess what? And during his state of the union the other day, he talked about trade schools. And I'm like, "I know that he has that letter somewhere somebody told him about that letter."
1: Right. Well, yeah. we need to send him another one. I know. Yeah.
3: Exactly. So, we what get to it? we get to stand, we get to stand as a village and we get to show people how to fish.
0: Mm, nice. I like it. Wow. Yes. Well, this was excellent. Yeah, Conchetta, it was just a pleasure meeting you and hearing I your story know. and your such journey. It was a pleasure it's We didn't exciting. even.
1: We didn't even hear that much of her story actually.
0: Yeah. 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 We. Yeah, we I got to. I feel like I got to be taken on a novel of her life.
1: Yeah. We yeah. haven't even talked about Memory Man. We haven't talked about we Brad. Haven't, we, haven't we haven't
3: talked about any of the people that lived in our sober living. The it, cutters. It was so crazy. The cutters. You
1: told me about this
0: one. These one people that would come, and you told me that they would take all this food to go with them.
1: Yeah, oh, Bara and Memory, Memory Man. Man. Yeah, Memory Man was a guy who uh, had a giant toupee. He couldn't even he couldn't even tell me the story <laughs>
0: without laughing, and falling oh my God, down. You know tell me Bara. how they would show up. Way early, like you, as the shit's being cooked. You never see him. You, you would never yeah. see
1: Barra or Memory Man any other time at Conchetta's house. They wouldn't be there except, there. When, there's except when there's free food. Except when there's free take, food, and pa- they would take
3: they would take bags of it. They would literally. They. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. And Barra like, had, like, had
1: like had like a, a big weird wig. She, she looked like she a mummy. Died. She what? She died. Yeah. Well, she was old. Yeah. Memory Man had this tube, this giant tube. And he would sit there, and he'd walk around, and, he'd tr- and he had a comic book called Memory Man that somebody made back in 1972, and he would try to pitch his movie, the Memory Man movie. He I'm going to be in the Memory yeah, Man yeah. movie. And so anyway, the, he, so one time, they came early, and he was reaching for some of the food before anyone else was being served, uh-huh. and, uh, and the maid slapped his hand and goes, no! And he went, <laughs> and he shook his head, and his tooth <laughs> fell right in the food. It was Unbelievable. The craziest thing you've ever seen. That was like their normal. That's how they got the normal. We had oh a guy. We had a guy that
3: literally he would he would take his teeth out, his false teeth out. He would eat <laughs> peanut butter like <laughs> tons of <laughs> peanut butter, and he would take out his false teeth. And oh. he had him sitting on the counter one night, uh, like like the coffee table. <laughs> and I had a Yorkie, Arthur. and I'm like, and I'm like, Arthur. I'm like, what is Arthur <laughs> licking? <laughs> he was licking the dude's teeth. Look at <laughs> the dude's teeth. Dry. It was so disgusting.
1: This guy Brad, dude. Brad, this guy Brad, he uh he passed away. No. Yeah, uh what's his name? Called me and Mike? told me, Yeah, Mike Mikey, uh Minnesota Mike called me when? and said I don't know. I don't know. But this guy couldn't park his car to save his life. He like, would take
3: he, out like two different cars. Like he would literally sideswipe cars. Yeah. He
1: would, he would come back and there would be no mirrors. The, I know. And then she had these giant terracotta, beautiful things outside. There, half of them would be cracked because he like, <laughs> like What did, did you do? The, yeah. I mean, he was driving by the force or something. I don't know what like, it was so Like so
3: much money. You know, like his his family owned like all the shopping set, like strip malls and stuff in Cleveland. Like huge. Like so much money, it's like I mean, we would get these kids that had so much money.
1: The
0: brothers, the brother cutters, no, the best people like that don't make it sometimes.
3: No, people. Well, they he didn't obviously. Yeah, and Brad there's didn't. another, and there and there's a. How, did you tell him about the Italian princess?
1: The Chiara, giant Chiara.
3: We had a girl that lived with us. that was six foot four. Yeah. And she literally loved Chew and she'd go
1: Choo Me choo me Chew Me. She wanted me to be her like sober companion, right? She was this giant woman, giant. And she wasn't, she was crazy. She got lipo like once every two weeks. Remember oh, that?
3: She would she literally was only in her twenties. She would tell her mother, her mother owned like all the like P G and E or S D G and E in, in Italy, right there for a And her mom
1: had this crazy hair. It looked like teased up angel hair pasta that was deep fried and she'd come in with these cigarettes and they, they'd smoke
3: 24-7 just 24/7. Italian Italians
1: smoking like crazy talking like in Italian yes. and then she would come and make that chicken piccata wasn't that her big dinner that was her big dish and she'd so come in and take over and of course Chiara, she'd have to
3: go get her hand. she'd have to go to the palm readers every day Every day she would have a driver that would take oh her to God. the palm reader's every a day a driver would take a driver would take a driver, would, a take driver take her. would take her
1: and in that th- palm reader by the way that palm reader so one and then we we had another kid a persian kid right and this <laughs> kid here this guy was a whack job oh. this guy had a fleshlight you know one of those things that is a fake vagina on a cylinder and like you fuck it and he would be fucking it in his room he gave himself a yeast infection <laughs> he would clean it <laughs> He gave himself a yeast infection because he wanted to clean it. That's a true
3: story. So this kid, Eric, full of money, dude. Full no, of money. came in. Get this one. Comes in from from Germany, but their parents, parents live in, in Iran. Right. Comes in with a black... American Express.
1: And he was buying crazy he, he shit. He was
3: getting Hermes sheets sent to my house every day. Like Hermes like scarf, packages. Hermes Hermes Hermes, 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 Hermes. And I'm like, what are you doing?
1: And you'd go in and he'd have like oolong tea and weird candles. And he was always like wearing a silk hookah, robe. Hookah, a hookah, hookah. And he li- smoking cigarillos. Like little thin brown cigarettes and wrecking Mercedes. And like he was going to get sober. Like he was going to get sober. He was,
3: he was 19. He, he, his parents, <laughs> after he graduated from from high school- Gave him the Black American Express and said travel the world. And all he did was go to like Cambodia. Went to all the drug places, all yeah, like yeah. Netherlands. Bought yeah. all the drugs. Bought all. Then he used the same Black American Express. Didn't tell his parents. Checked into Promises with it. Mm-hmm. Literally. And that Promises Reza called him. Remember the <laughs> parents because he was Persian and told them in in basically in their in Farsi that your son's in treatment here at <laughs> Promises. <laughs> they were pissed off. They were pissed off.
1: Yeah, they didn't want him. His dad would tell him, like, what are you doing? You should be chasing women, all kinds of women, old ones, young ones. And then he would be like, I don't want to do all that. I just uh-huh. want to try to find who I am. And then he would take uh-huh. karate class. This kid, by the way. So he goes, I go. So I'm working with You're sponsoring him. Yeah, I'm sponsoring him, driving him around, doing that shit. So I'm like, all right, get in here. And he's like, I would go. And he knows there's a meeting, right? Down, you know, down in Malibu proper, the little city part. He's like, I'm going to the men's stag. I go, that sounds great. So, me and Minnesota Mike, because this fat kid from Minnesota, but great kid, but fat, and, and a gambling degenerate that will put oh. Conchetta to shame. Oh. Conchetta to shame. Won like 100000 his first time playing video poker, never recovered. Right. All right. So, we drive down, we're driving Eric down to the men's stag. Eric. You know, and he's got like a weird. He's always wearing like a silk robe with like some kind of like <laughs> fucking. He's like the owner of Playboy or right, something like that. Right, 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 right. You have to. Right. Yeah, so it's he's you. going to the men's stack. Right next to the men's stag is a McDonald's. So me and Fat Mike are like, let's get something at McDonald's. Of so we pull in there. I'm fileo fishing up. We get right into the drive-through, and we're sitting in drive-through. And who do I see? This fucking Persian kid. This stupid fuck walking in the opposite direction of the meeting on the street. So I tell Big Mike, I'm like. Let's tell that son of a bitch. So he's walking on foot. I'm thinking he's trying to like, I don't know what he's doing, connecting some drug, whatever. So we're driving like maybe two, like, a, like half a car length behind him. He doesn't even turn around. We're driving and it's like a, something from the Rockford files. We're driving and we follow him. And where does he go? He goes to the palm reader. And he goes inside the palm reader. I open up the door and I go, Eric, where what the Kira f-? goes? I go, where the, f-? yeah, Kira. I go, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, what do you do? I'm like, why'd you lie to me? And he's like, because I knew you would make fun of me if I went to the palm reader. And I was like, you're damn right I'm yeah, going to. Yeah, yeah. Get in this fucking car. What's the matter with you? <laughs> and apparently the palm reader had told Eric that he had a lot of bad energy around him and that for weekly payments... She was going to be able helpful. to clean it all yeah, up. Wow.
0: <laughs> 500 a week, I can clean that up for you.
1: Oh, exactly. it was the best thing, dude. No. It, Crazy. Yeah. So, anyway, a ton of stories like that. Tons. And we didn't even get into the brothers, oh twin God. brothers with night vision goggles who were cutters. cutting.
3: They were cutting each other and they had some like of weird condoms. With with yeah, yeah, weird scene. Really strange.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, a, it was, was so weird. We I'm couldn't telling figure you, it out. cutting
3: so bad so bad you guys we had to kick him out we had to, it was so bad i mean he was cutting his 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 arteries and his legs remember he would lock himself yeah his, he was so sick remember bear, i bear was
1: it. i had to actually walk in with razors and be like okay you're gonna sh-. and he he had a whole he had a weird fetish thing all set up he knew exactly the shaving cream he wanted he knew exactly the razor
3: yeah he was real clean he was like very clean and but the, cutting like his his arms you couldn't even see his arms. I'd
1: have to watch him. I'd be like, okay, so here you go. I'm going to stand right here and watch you shake. I
3: think something happened like at home with his dad or something. That's why his brother and he were so crazy. Yeah, and we found so night
1: vision goggles and condoms. Yeah. It remember was a... when he
3: stole shit from Ira?
1: Oh, do you remember <laughs> <He> that? <laughs> I was so pissed. He broke
3: into Ira's room. <laughs> remember when Kira beat up? Ira? Ira,
1: man, she outweighed him by hundred pounds. Oh my
3: god, she literally bit my manager on the back. Drunk <laughs> out of him, she got r- ju- drunk, and I wouldn't let her. I had two homes at the time, two houses in Malibu, and I she lived at the one that I was at. And I told him, I said, "Don't even bring her here. Don't even bring her to this house." I told you guys, she had
1: taken a piss in the Jack in the Box parking lot,
3: like in all bare in front of a cop. Right? Remember, She yeah. like literally put squatted that microphone and in front of you. She literally right. squatted and pissed in the in the middle of. In the middle in Malibu. of Malibu. In Malibu. And so she already is talked to by the cops there. Then I said, don't even bring her to my house. I don't even want to see her. I said, she absolutely can't be here. And so they take her to the other house where Ira's the manager. And she gets there. And and, and Ira's like, she's going crazy. She's she, she gets on the phone. She goes, why can I not come to my house? And I said, because you're not coming to the house. You've been drinking and you can't come. Fuck yo, you fucking bitch. And she hangs up the phone (laughs) on me. So I'm like hot now. It's two o'clock in the morning. I'm pissed. Now I'm awake. I'm like, oh, she did not. I jump in my car. I drive up to the house, which is up on Winding Way. Yeah, it's like a real winding Malibu fucking thing. Literally, I pull up and out of the dark, she comes and she leaps on my car, leaps on the car as I'm pulling up. Right, like Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Jumps on the car. She opens the car door and she pulls me out. And throws me to the ground, right? <laughs> and I, the car's still rolling over the hill, like going over the hill, and I'm like, you motherfucker! I'm like screaming at her. She gets real quiet because I'm like, now I'm in, now I'm crazy. Right. Now I'm absolutely what right. the fuck are you doing, you? i was like oh my god and she got real quiet yeah but she had bit ira in the meantime she had literally beat him up beat the hell out of him listen first of all he had to get a tetanus shot listen
1: ira's the nicest guy in the entire county and old and old like he's wearing turquoise and listening to like old burnout (laughs) classic rock like he's like steely dan he's a steely dan he's a steely dan (laughs) guy he won't even he won't that's it and so he's not involved in anything right And and then Conchetta's the boss, and Conchetta's don't let her in. And and so he he (laughs) said, all the residents are out, and they're like, hear this: a giant Italian woman jump on him, and she's kicking this, and all the doors are glass, and she's got this giant foot. She's like, good, good, and and now Conchetta told Ira, don't let her in. She's kicking the glass, <laughs> and Ira's afraid she's going to burst through it. So what does Ira do? Let's her in. Let's her in. And then, and then she starts is, beating him. What does he get in return <laughs> for being <laughs> a nice guy? He starts trying to run away from her. She launches onto his back and sinks her teeth into his shoulder blade. <laughs> it was so
0: bad. I, I got to go to the bathroom. No, no.
1: we can. I think we should end it here. Yeah, I think we're, we've let's done let's enough. Let's uh, thank yes. you. Oh, my God. Thank so, you. Wonderful so come Comeback.
0: Come back, please.
1: And and the Property Brothers, right? Holistic Learning Sanctuary. Thank you very much. From the Mayfair.
0: Mayfair Hotel. Adios, amigos.